We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. By you every time a video goes live, it'll get fed to you, spoon-fed, like you want to be in 2019. All right. Uh, I really like a studs and duds approach here this week. I'm going to have a ton of uh, a ton of guys up above the higher price tiers on Fantasy Draft and pair them with one or two duds at the bottom. One of the guys I like at the top is $15,500. His name is Kevin Kisner. All right, Kevin Kisner loves this golf course, has it circled on his calendar every single year, loves Colonial. I know he missed a cut at the PGA, but he told us months ago, he told everybody, the PGA Beth Page is not for him. He basically had his flight booked on Friday no matter what. It's just not a track for him. He loves Colonial. He's an accurate player. He's a former winner. This is a great spot to hop back on Kisner when a lot of people may jump off after the, the missed cut. The second guy I like in this category is a guy who has had really good history here as well. And that's Russell Knox, another very accurate player, 13400 on Fantasy Draft. Uh, checks the box in a lot of different areas, including off the tee and finding fairways. Strokes gained approach, he's 10th in the field. And he's got three top 25s here at Colonial in just three attempts over the last five years. He's not playing bad this year either. I like Russell Knox, I think he's a great value. Don't care if he's chalky or not. I think he's a great guy to round out your lineup. I'm going to give you a stud. I mean, I'm sorry, a dud before uh, we, we get out of here. But before that, I'm going to give you Pat Perry, another stud. Take it away, Pat. What's going on, golf addicts? Pat Perry back with you for the Sherpa Show. The PGA Championship is in the past, and now we get to move on to beautiful Colonial Country Club. Love this course. Just a great old classic design. We get a little bit of... We get the shorter hitters that uh, are back in the fold this week, which which I always like. You know, I'm not very long off the tee, if you uh, may have guessed. But anyway, let's get to the picks for this week, and I'm going to start with my fade of the week as usual, and that's going to be Bryson DeChambeau. Just do not like him at all this week. He doesn't really have good history here. He's played three straight years. He's missed the cut two of those years, and his best finish was last year. T42. So at 15-6 on Fantasy Draft, I don't know if you're going to get a whole lot out of our boy Bryson this week in your lineups. I would not take him. And you know what? Not really checking the box for me and scrambling, which is important on these small greens. You're going to miss some greens, and you got to be able to scramble. And he's not checking the box there. Also not checking the box in strokes gained approach, meaning he's not hitting the greens all that much. So that's a problem. 
And if you want to kind of drill it down even further, if you look at proximity from 100 to 125 yards out, because these guys are going to have a lot of shorter wedges into these greens, he doesn't check the box there either. So I'm just not a big fan of old guy Bryson DeChambeau. Not old guy, but he seems like an old man at, at heart. But anyway, I don't like him, so he will be the fade of the week. The bone play this week is going to be John Rahm. Yes, the head case himself. I think he's going to get his head right, get his mind right for the Colonial Championship, whatever you want, at Charles Schwab. It sounds like a senior tour event, by the way. Um, but you know what? He's got great history here. He's finished T2 and T5 in his only two starts. I think you also may get a little bit of an ownership value here as well. I mean, he's going to be high-owned, but... He's coming off a missed cut, so you may see some people get off of John Rahm this week. I don't mind it at all. I will play him. Love where he is as far as his game's concerned. He's fifth in the field in ball striking. He's third in opportunities gained, meaning he's taking advantage when he gets those scoring chances around the green. And he also checks the box in strokes gained approach. So John Rahm is going to be the Bohm play of the week. The flyer play, I'm going deep, going deep for you, and that's going to be Doug Gim at 12-1 on Fantasy Draft. I love some Gim. Here's the thing. This is a guy who's not getting a whole lot of starts on tour, but when he is, he's taking advantage of them. Okay? He finished in the top 20 way back in February at the Genesis, I believe, and then also just a few weeks ago at the Byron Nelson, he finished T12. So that's not all that bad for a guy you're getting extremely cheap. And you know what? He's extremely accurate off the tee, which you got to be accurate on these small fairways, these, these very narrow fairways with tight sight lines. He's 15th in the field in driving accuracy. I like that. And he's also checking boxes and scrambling, opportunities gained, and proximity 100 to 125 yards out. So there you go. Doug Gim could be that little sneaky gem for your lineups on Fantasy Draft. That's all I got. David, button us up with your Flyer Play of the Week. And if you got any final thoughts uh, on uh, the Charles Schwab Senior Tour Challenge. All right, thanks, buddy. Uh, definitely agree with the John Rom play. I'm going to have him in a lot of lot of lineups as well. Before we go, here's this. Brooks Kepka just won the PGA. He is at around 7, seven and a half is the over-under on a lot of books in terms of majors one, he already has four. Seven and a half is the over-under. In the comments below, comment, what are you taking? Are you taking the over or are you taking the under on majors one? He's 29 years old, Brooks Kepka is. He's a major killer. Over-under, seven and a half, majors one. Tell us what you think in the comments below. My last play at $12,600 is Kevin Streelman. The guy can hear his golf ball land. He hits it so short. But although it's short, it is quite accurate. And he's gained 23 strokes total over his last three events. He's in really good form right now. And I think he's a great value at 12-6. Not only do I think he's a cut maker, which obviously you need, but I think he's got top 10 upside, top 5 upside even. I think this is a great spot for Kevin Strillman. He doesn't have a great history to speak of, which may throw some people off of him. But I, I'm not sure why. I think, I think coming into this event in good form this week is a good thing for Strillman. Let's see what happens. So there you go. That's the PGA DFS Sherpa Show presented by Roto Grinders. Thanks for watching. We'll be back next week. Hopefully, this week we'll have better picks than we did for you last week. Sorry. David Barnett of the Tour Junkies. See ya! Hey, thanks for checking out our videos. If you want more expert advice on DraftKings, FanDuel, or any other daily fantasy sports, make sure you check out the current videos playlist. 
everybody. What is going on? Happy Wednesday. Happy the Blues made the Stanley Cup Finals Day. I am pumped. You can see I got the swag on. Life is good. It's good to be here with everybody, and it's good to be here doing the draft show also with our boy JSU. John, how are we doing, brother? It's been a while. Yeah, man. It's been a it's been a long time. Good to do a show with you. Um, Big T. I, I had to sub in for Big T. He had some uh, some mouth issues from a dentist appointment, so I uh, hope he feels a little better. Um, but yeah, first time doing this show, so it'll be fun. Dude, if like if you were Big T at this point, you just have to stop going to the dentist, right? I mean, he had the little thing drop down his throat where he had to get this, you know, the surgery to get it out of there. Now he's got mouth issues from the dentist. Like at this point, don't you just go through life with rotten teeth? It's got to be a little less painful than just ending up at the dentist, you know, and hurt every time you go. You know, honestly, I can't even say anything about it because I'm this—I'm the exact same way. I've been to the dentist so many times in the last year. Like, it, it's the worst. I'm telling you, sitting in that chair for like an hour or two is just absolutely dreadful. Yeah, no, it's it's not fun. It's not fun. I I do not enjoy going to the dentist. Um, I'm probably due for a checkup too. Golly, don't tell my wife because then she's gonna be like, "Oh, I made you an appointment," and I'll just be like, "But but but, but I don't want to go." So. All right, JSU, let's, we're going to do some drafts here in a little bit. Um, everybody, you guys don't know, you got to get on the draft app. We're going to be doing drafts right from my phone. You guys are going to be watching what's going on here. It's going to be good time. We're going to drafts and everything. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. Do, did, JS, did we lose JSU or what? Oh, you lost my screen? Well, all right. I'm okay, blame me. I'm here. I'm here. All right, you're, you're fine. I was going to blame Dean, but I understand. These things happen. We'll have to have Devin. I love. I love. Everyone loves to blame anything on Dean. It's like, so easy. <laughs> it's so easy. I mean, it was, poor guy. Yeah. Poor I mean, guy. I don't know about the poor guy. He's doing well. So, yeah, all right. B train is the screen working again. Okay. Well, that's fun. So, all right. Really quick, while I try and finagle this and try and get it working, let's talk about this slate tonight because I think the first thing you have to really start off with, whether you're playing traditional daily or whether you're playing on the draft app tonight, which one of these pitches are you going towards? Is it Scherzer? Is it DeGrom? Is it Cole? I think it's kind of tough to go wrong with any of these guys. What about you, JSU? Who are you liking tonight? Yeah, I mean, like you said, I, I think on draft, it's it's really tough to be like, oh, I, I love one way more than the other. But I think if, you know, I had to choose and I had the pick, it'd be Cole for me just because I think – he has the best matchup and the highest strikeout upside actually on the slate. So, but it's really close. I just, I, I do think the white Sox are just really bad right now. And, you know, obviously with no salary cap on draft, you don't only really have to worry about that. So you just pick in the best one. And I think he has the, the easiest matchup of the three. I don't know. Would you, would you agree on that? That's just. Yeah. I mean, I, I think Cole is the safest, you know, especially when it comes to strikeouts you know, obviously going up against the White Sox. Then you look at Max and DeGrom. I'm going to side with Max Scherzer here. Um, and it feels a little bit weird when I say, oh, no, Jacob DeGrom is a distant third on this slate to me. But I kind of feel that's how it is. You know, I mean, would you – I mean, is DeGrom kind of in third place amongst these guys for you too? Yeah, well, it's interesting. You know, the Mets, you know, they, they still don't have Conforto in their lineup yet. Um, Nimmo was scratched, I think it was yesterday – so he, I don't know if he's going to play, but like Scherzer's struggles have been to lefties and 
you know, without a, a few of their left-handed bats, I don't know like who they're going to throw at them. So it's just like that that's where you get Scherzer. And I think Scherzer's going to see a few more righties than he probably would if those guys were healthy. Okay. So if you were, you know, I think as far as the draft app goes this um, tonight, if you're going to, if you have one of the first three picks, I feel like you have to take one of these guys, don't you? Yeah, I, I do. I, me personally, I think you just, you take Cole um, or you take your favorite of the three, honestly. But like for me, I'm taking Cole if I have the number one pick. Here's the thing though. Like if you're in like a deep draft and you get, let's say you're in like a 10 man um, and you don't get like the top three pick and you get a bottom pick. I don't think on this slate is like that terrible. Cause I do see some guys like later that I like, it's just, Cole Scherzer and DeGrom their upside is just a a way higher than those guys so I do think some of the mid-range guys can have good games it's just you know if those three one of those three has a ceiling game then that's going to be tough but I I do like some guys like Max Fried at the bottom I like Rich Hill a little bit um no he's a little like I guess you'd say sneakier when you're talking about like you know for DraftKings but for draft like I don't know if he'll fall under the radar, but I do like him in this matchup today. Yeah, I mean, I think there are, like, after those first three, I'm just kind of indifferent. You know, like, I, I could, like Rich Hill, I know he'll get some ownership tonight. I'm not sure I necessarily want to do that. You mentioned Max Freed. I do like him quite a bit tonight in all formats. What, you know, after the first three, like, where are you kind of taking these guys? Are you going to be waiting on pitcher if you don't get one of these top three? Yeah, if I don't get one of these top three, then I'm probably going to end up waiting on pitcher. Um, you know, and I probably have to go to one of these, you know, big bats. I mean, we've got we've got Trout, we've got um, Gary Sanchez has just been on fire, um, absolute fire, and he's the Yankees are going up against Straley, so I'd I'd love to get a few Yankees in my lineup. Um, but I I think for first, I mean, you're looking at Trout, you're looking at. I think Bregman's in the conversation, Chris Bryant, Sanchez. I think there's a bunch of guys you can really, uh, you know, throw in there. I, I don't know. Do you see one that's like hands down? I mean, it's probably Trout, I guess, on draft. But Yeah. I mean, Trout's like just always the guy. Like that's yeah. who I always go with first. I think this Cubs-Phillies game is obviously really interesting. Guys like Bryant and Baez, you know, even Anthony Rizzo, you know, nobody, everybody kind of avoids these lefty on lefty situations. And I like Rizzo tonight just fine. I mean, I, to me, I'm going to be erring on the side of if I'm going between one or two guys, I'm going to take somebody from this Cubs-Philly game. That's just – I feel like that's the safest way to go. Or even the Yankees. You mentioned them against Dan Straley. We know the fly balls are going to be there. You mentioned Gary on fire. I'm not sure I'm comfortable with the Chalky Kendrys Morales in daily fantasy. But if you're on the draft app, hitting cleanup for a team that's got an implied team total over six, it's tough to go wrong there. Yeah, and you can probably get him, you know, with one of your later picks. So if you want exposure to the Yankees, um, but you don't want to use your first pick or two on Sanchez or or Torres or Hicks or someone like that, like, you know, then I think he's definitely in play. I mean, for me, honestly, though, I I think you could take, if you really did love, like, Gary Sanchez or someone like that, I think you could take him with your first bat overall, um, even over Trout. I know it's kind of crazy to say, but I think, like, the matchups are just as great um, either way. But I, I really don't think you can go wrong with, like, one of those two guys. And it's kind of crazy to say, but it's just me. 
Yeah, you know, the chat is all excited about the Twins against Matt Harvey tonight. As far as, you know, we know we want lefties against Matt Harvey, and the Twins have him in spades, you know, Kepler, Polanco, Marwin, Rosario, Luis Ares, if he's in the lineup. Even Jason Castro's been playing better. Like, I can't believe I'm sitting here saying, boy, Jason Castro's a great play, but he's been playing hot over the last few weeks. And, of course, we've got the Astros. I even know a lot of ground balls to righties. I typically try and avoid stacking against them. Um, in the problem is, though, just stating the Astros feels really dumb. All right, guys, we're going to do our first draft in a second. But first, I want to let you guys know, make sure you get on the draft app. Go ahead and download it. Use promo code GRINDERS. Get a nice little sweet bonus, nice little deposit bonus with that. Also, if you're on YouTube watching, come check us out at rotogrinders.com. Click the video. Come chat with us live here. We can see right here. I'm, I'm chatting with the RG people right now. See, I'm going to say hi. Boop. All right. So, there – JSU, there's this little $5 buy-in. It's a 10-person draft. I'm going to enter that. You see it in the lobby? Yeah, I got you. All right, so I just entered that. So, guys, if you want to jump in, now's the time. We're going to be doing a bunch of draft. You said a three-man, right? I'm sorry. Oh, 10-man. Oh, 10-man. 10-hole people. Hurry. They're all going to beat you to it. Oh, now we're at five of ten. Oh, it's starting to fly. Five of ten. I see oh, two of ten. Yeah, you better move it. That's the one. Get in the one. It's it's the only one there. Okay, got it. All right, sweet. Yeah, we're six to ten now, so make sure you go ahead and jump on the show. We're going to have a good time. You know, it's funny. You and I were reminiscing before the show. The draft app is how you and I met. <laughs> it, was, it was very interesting. Uh, what was it? Was that last year? Yeah, um, we were both in the draft live final, I'm pretty yeah. sure, with Cal. Cal was in it, too. Yep. Um, and RG was also throwing their, like, their Super. party or something yeah. like that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it was, like, the first time I met all of you guys. And uh, me and uh, me and your teams on that draft final, I think we uh, we, we really didn't do that that great, right? Am I – no, I I, had a, like, I remember I had a I had stacked up the Raiders and I think the Patriots played. So I had like Gronk and Michael Crabtree because it was two years ago. And I because I, I had a Blaine Gabbert who had this inexplicable good game. I had a couple running backs that did well. And then after that, it just all went to crap. I but you it's funny because um you and I were kept stealing each other's picks. You know, we didn't know each other. But next thing you know, they sit us next to each other. So we're at this table, we're having drinks, and we had a good time. And then next thing you know, we're we're sweating. I got, you might not even remember this, but you and I were sweating the draft, and you didn't do anything in the draft, and you came up to me, put your arm around me, and said, I just won the monster. Remember, <laughs> do you remember that? <laughs> yeah, so I, I won the Wildcat. The Wildcat, yeah. I, so I won the Wildcat and um, for like 150 k and then I put my arm around you and I said, I'm third in the monster right now. <laughs> that was back when FanDuel had the eight o'clock game. I don't remember that. Yeah. They still had the eight o'clock in their main slate. And I was like, I got Alshon left and I'm third in the monster too. What a <laughs> day. I, someone, someone looked at me and was like, can you just, can you let someone else win some money tonight? Like, yeah, no, you were just, like I mean, I, I mean, at least you didn't, you didn't get the big check too, but hey, that's all right. It was good times. So I saw draft yeah, running a, uh, they're running a live final soon here as well. We're doing the draft right now, obviously. And I kind of mentioned, I really wanted one of those top three picks today because I wanted one of Cole Scherzer and um, DeGrom. Luckily for me, I mean, I wouldn't have brought that up. I didn't brag. I get Mr. Jacob DeGrom there because obviously one, two, it went Garrett Cole, it went Max Scherzer. We got, I'm just going through the people here in the draft. We got Tenenfamo, 
K Thumbs, myself, HGT, Blow Above, P Lou, Kev. I like Kev. I like that name. We got T Dizzle for Shizzle, JSU Rab, L Curtis 29, or The Curtis 29. Yeah, so, you know, pretty chalky so far. You get uh, Cole, Scherzer, DeGrom, Trout, Bryant, Voigt, Betts. And, you know, we see this a lot. We see, you know, this is how you attack the draft up. I know people talking about talk about stacking in these. Talk about I, I find it to be pretty unnecessary to stack in these. Like, I, and I know other people just get really excited. Do you tend to try and stack in these ten bands? Uh, you know, I, I will if I can find a mini stack that I like. Like, I I will absolutely do it. Um, but it's not something like I have to do. Like, I, I'm looking to take you know best player available. But if that means stacking up a team, if I really like it and I see two guys that I like that I have a shot at, I'll go for it. Yeah, I think that's – I think it's fine, but I just – and I just can't get excited about it. I'll tell you what, my Cardinals get a little Homer Bailey today. That's going to be fun. We got some questions coming into the chat. They're directed toward you since, well, you've been just killing it. And, um, guys, if you want to ask myself or JSU questions, go ahead and fire them up in the chat. Also, the D-Train is going to be coming in there from the YouTube chat, copying your pace and your questions over. We'd love to answer. This is a question that, I'm not going to lie, I didn't think we were going to get this question, especially off the bat. Off the bat. Gordon Beckham or Hanser Alberto? Who? <laughs> yeah, did, did you see that one coming? Gordon Beckham. Oh, God. Um, yeah. I mean, Alberto's leading off against CC Stackbathia, as we like to call him. Uh, if you want to go there, I mean, I. Gordon I Beck- guess it's. I guess it's. Alberto. Alberto. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I know they're both leading off. Jose Ureni, though, he's pretty darn decent against righties. If I'm going to play any Tigers, it's going to be the lefties like Nico Goodrum, Christian Stewart. And of course, you can play Casty against anybody, but um, yeah. You know, there was some talk in the chat about they weren't really sure whether Javi Baez was going to go or not. He goes in the second round here. That is way too late for Javi Baez. Yeah, you know, I was looking at him too. But um, for me, it was like I I really only liked Rich Hill and Freed left as pitchers, and I didn't think I would get a chance at one of them if I didn't take him because I was looking at him. It was So it was between one of those two guys or him, and I went with the pitcher just because – I mean, pitching super important. Like you need, I, I really feel like you need someone who puts up a, you know, a good pitching score. Uh, you know, you can't, I don't love taking like, you know, guys that aren't good, like Urania, who's in maybe in like a good spot. And then like daily, uh, maybe like on like sites like DK, you're looking at maybe playing him as like an SP2, but on draft, I'm not looking to get him if I can, you know, make that happen. Yeah, and I, I, I'm kind of with you there. Like, Rich Hill and Max Freed outside of that, and it's just kind of, you know, not something we're too excited about. Apparently, the broadcast has gone down again, which is, um, you know, and I'll tell you, I feel like now it's just the D-Train's fault. It's the three and a quarter and three. <laughs> Come on, you can't do that to D-Train. He's the man. You can't I, I, I know he's the man, but I'm just saying that, like, my little screen's doing a little red. Don't worry. So I'll let the people know who you take right here. Uh, here we go. Because I'm sitting here thinking, and I don't know. Oh, God. Oh, no. It's going to time me out. Uh, oh, boy. Oh, boy. You know, I'm going to go with uh, – I'll go – yeah. Oh, God, you're going to take – I'll go with Mitch Moreland. 
Ah, yes, he took Mitch Moreland. Uh, that's <laughs> well, it's great. the only time I'm going to be rooting for Boston. Um, yes, yes. Put a Red Sox cap on. I'll send one to you. God. Are, are you a Bruins fan up there? Like, are you and I going to have like a blood feud going on? No, we don't have to have a blood feud because I'm actually not a big hockey fan. All right, sweet. So, so we're cool, even though I know you're a big hockey fan. So I yeah. guess, you know, but no, I'm not a huge, I'm not a huge hockey fan. So yeah, but yeah. everyone else is because wherever I go, it's all they talk about is the Bruins and everyone I'm with, like my friends, when, when I'm at work, every single place I go, it's Bruins, Bruins, Bruins. The Celtics are dead to everyone. They now hate Kyrie. Everywhere you go, they hate Kyrie. I've been talking about how Kyrie's been, you know, like bad for the Celtics for like a year now. And now all of a sudden, you know, oh, no, everyone hates Kyrie. It's like, no, I've been saying this for like a year, how they are just as good without him. And nobody listens. It's just like, oh, now everyone wants him off. Yeah, I mean, this whole situation is weird because that was a team that, that you know, we all expected was going to be just, you know, going to the finals. A lot of people have penciled them into the finals. And next thing you know, there's issues with um, – you know, guys getting along. Jalen Brown's not getting enough playing time. Terry Rozier's not getting enough playing time. It's just, uh, it was bizarre, man. Like, you know, that's basically what I keep coming back to. It was just a bizarre situation. I I mean, how do they fix it up there in Boston? Obviously, we're going to get back to the draft, but uh, how do they fix that situation in Boston? Because it almost seems like they're just too many mouths to feed. Yeah, and now, like, Rozier is, you know, obviously upset, and, you know, he he, he wants out. But I honestly think, like, if, if you did get rid of Kyrie or Kyrie left or whatever, and you gave Rozier his money, he'd be fine. Like, he'd, like he'd be okay with sticking with Boston. But I honestly, I honestly think that what they really need is just to get rid of – if it's Jalen Brown that's, like, affecting the club uh, – like, the, you know, the team, like – Get rid of them, honestly. They I, they know who it is, so I, I don't know. That's just my opinion. I like Jalen Brown as a player, but, um, you know, if Kyrie or him, it's got to go. Are you year. one of these guys who thinks that, you know, Jason Tatum is just the greatest player in the history of basketball, or are you a little bit more realistic about it? Um, so I thought he was, the like, the second-best player coming out of the draft, clearly. Um, before the draft and I thought I really thought he was going to be unbelievable um, I don't know I, I don't want to waver on my take because I did say <laughs> that he he has the talent to be a top five ba- NBA basketball player like he de- like he 100% has that talent but I don't know I, I, w- I would really love to see him next year without Kyrie I think that would be when we can start to make a judgment on him but yeah you know I think Jalen Brown's going to be better than him. Oh, you're on that side. You're, you're not alone. I'll tell you that right really? now. Really? Is that because that for for the last couple of years that was a hot take? Nobody thought that was going to no, happen. No, yeah, you're right. But that was yeah, definitely a hot take. Yeah, and now I'm I'm hearing a little bit more about it. I, when I was doing my XM show, the guy we were interviewing was like, "No, I, I agree." And it's just like, I just I don't know, man. Like Tatum kind of seems to believe his own hype a little bit, like playing a little cop I don't I'm just not in love with Tatum and he's a St. Louis boy so you know like I want to like Tatum I just here's here's the thing with both Tatum and Brown okay. if you look at the numbers without Kyrie they're inflated like 
that those two guys play better when he's not on the court. Why? Because they need them. Look at the Warriors without Durant. Steph, Clay, Draymond, they play better. They don't like these players when there are better players, a bunch of really good players or one or two alphas, they'll defer to them. So we don't really see it on a night in night out basis. I would love to see the Celtics with Brown and Tatum together with no Kyrie for a full season. I think they would both play really well. Yeah. And it would be fun to watch. Yeah. yeah, That's the thing. Like, I mean, and Kyrie, look, there's no way Kyrie's coming back. Right. There's just, I mean, there's no freaking way. Uh, Uh I keep trying to find a world, you know, they're not giving, it's not going to get extra money. He doesn't really, he very, not doesn't really, he pretty clearly does not want to be there. I'm pretty clearly about to miss my pick. Um, oh, you know what? I mentioned Christian Stewart. I'll go with him. I don't mind Christian Stewart. Oh, Christian Stewart. Yeah, I, he can't be too popular in the draft. <laughs> today. Yeah, okay. I probably should go with Nico Goodrum. I like him a little bit more. I'm oh, shocked we- you didn't go with uh, Reddick. That's I was on the clock, man. I just took the ah. button. Yeah, I screwed up. They want us to talk. They, <laughs> they want us to talk baseball in the chat. I understand. So, All right. All right. That's fair. Yeah, I, I mean, I get, yeah, it's still basketball season. It's hockey season. We got a lot of stuff going on. So here was a question that came in over from the YouTube. Where was it? Any interest in Norris or Wainwright tonight as an SP2? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I look. I get it with Wayno, like, and you know, I, I suppose if you look at that uh, Tigers game, somebody has to do good in theory. I mean, both these offenses stink. Neither of these pitchers are good. Vegas basically set the total at nine and made it a pick and said, "We don't know what the hell's going to happen. Good luck, and nobody's actually going to watch this game unless they have money on it." Um, I guess Wayno is going to be the guy that some people are going to pivot toward. He is, I don't know. I, I don't want to mess with Wainwright right now, and I'm saying that as a Cardinal fan. What about you? I mean, do you think that people won't look at Norris either? I think I think Wainwright will be, well, I don't know. Wainwright's what? He's about 900 more expensive than Norris. I don't know. I'm going to have to take a look at some moments. I'll tell you right now, I'm pretty sure um, when I was doing my research earlier, uh, Miami is like bottom, I think they're either – 29th or 30th in Woba and ISO um, to left-handed pitching. So it's not like they hit any better to lefties, even though most of the bats in their lineup are right-handed. Like it, they still struggle. It, the problem is Norris isn't like that great of a pitcher, but I think you could take a flyer on him in large field GPPs. Yeah. I, I mean, he's fine. Like you can do anybody against the Marlins. They <laughs> like any major league pitcher outside of like David Hefts. I think you could play against the Marlins. I would probably even stack Miami against David Hess. But, yeah, I get it with Norris. Uh, here's a question about a super cheap Ivan Nova in tournaments against Houston. I I mean, you can't spell Nova without N-O, so I'm not going to do it. What about you? Nova? No no way. No, yeah, there you go. Yeah, I just can't do it. Yeah. You know, take Brantley, take Reddick, you know, take those guys against them. I don't like Is it. You- is Houston your favorite stack? No, the Twins are, actually. It's the Twins, cool. yeah, the Twins were my favorite stack. I wrote them up. Um, I just, I, I love that that stack. R- really, everyone in that lineup, honestly, you could make so many different stacks with the Twins. I think you can make a nice wraparound stack because, you know, Bunkston has just been hitting really well of lately. Um, I got bad news because he's not in the lineup. 
Oh no! That <laughs> this is a weird lineup. They're hit the here. Here's the seven, eight, nine: Miguel Sano, Jonathan Scope, Willens Astrodio. What? <laughs> That's the weirdest. Like they oh could be flipped. That is a bizarre lineup. Uh, SPX in the chat. He's asking if I'm coming out to the WSOP this summer. Highly, highly doubtful. Um, you know. Maybe I'll make a last-second trip, but I got my kids' birthdays right in the middle of the World Series, and uh, I got Blues playoff, um, got Game Six tickets, so that's exciting. And uh, yeah, I I just don't think I don't think I can make it up to World Series this year. Plus, um, I and I'm sure you know some people ask me that because they want to see me. Most people though ask me that because they want a little bit of money because I'm going to lose if I go out there. So yeah. All right, let's take a look at these teams real quick. I'm going to take a look at your team, JSU. I'm going to pull it up. Over here, you got Max Fried. I do like him tonight. I mean, do you think he's going to be popular in normal DFS? Oh, yes, absolutely. Um, Especially on DK where you can take two of them. I think the popular pairing is going to be um, him with a high-priced pitcher like a Cole, DeGrom, Scherzer, one of those guys, or one of those top three guys with Urena. Or people will go cheap and go Fried and Urena. But I honestly think – that's probably going to be the most popular pairings. Yeah, and I have you look. It's the Giants. Like you're never really scared of them. You know, I'm not scared of the Tyler Austin, Buster Posey, Evan Longoria, Kevin Pillar, two through five. Like it's just, and plus in that ballpark, I I'm done playing hitters in that park. By the way, like I've tried to make it work sporadically over the last few years. I'm just done. And you know what? My life's better. I don't have to worry. I'm not like, hey, maybe I can make the Giants work. Never works. Never works. You know, honestly, too, like most of their strong bats are from the left side. You know, like Belt is like one of the bats you worry about. He's hitting lefty. They don't really have a ton of like right-handed power that you worry about, especially in that ballpark. Um, And Freed's done really well um, limiting like hard contact to um, batters this year. It's just his strikeout numbers aren't as high as we would love. They're right around 22%. But I, I honestly think he's a better um, like strikeout guy than that percentage. Like I think I think he has some serious upside in this matchup. So in the we got a question in the chat. It says here's just a strategy about lineup construction. There are three aces tonight. If one of them goes for over sixty or seventy points, like on Fanduel, for example, is it possible they're still not in the winning lineup? Like to me, like. You would need every expensive bat to go off in that case. There's going to be some value bets out there. I actually don't hate. Well, they're not all that valueish, but I think the Royals are really. The Royals are too. The uh, they're not going to be owned at all. And look, I'm just telling you, like Wainwright, I do not trust what he does. It's very binary on a day in day out basis. Either he's going to crush it or he's going to get crushed. There's not really in in between with Adam Wainwright there. All right, so yeah, yeah so here, let's talk about your team, Jay. You got Freed, and then God, your t- how's your team so much better than mine? <laughs> I mean I it's so uh, same idea like we said you asked me about like stacking you know I got Sanchez with my first pick because I was picking ninth so I f- I didn't know if he was going to be there but I figured um and then I came back with Freed the next pick I went Torres and then finished out with Rosario and I was honestly looking for uh Kepler but he went so I went with Reddick who I I like a lot as well. So again, you don't have to stack. It's not like a priority, but like I found, you know, two guys I really liked in the same lineup and I went with it. 
but yeah well here's my terrible i feel bad like i feel a little ashamed about my team now show me that christian stewart show me that <laughs> come on i got jacob i didn't i did not stack i'm just i'm just i'm just chasing dingers brother i got I, like I got i got rizzo i do like rizzo like i i mentioned him you know even though it's lefty and lefty in normal DFS, he'll be loaned. I don't particularly – obviously, you can't care about that in draft, but I do like Rizzo. I got Mitch Moreland um, because I was on the clock and my little timer was running out. But hey, they're worth – I don't actually mind Mitch Moreland tonight against Aaron Sanchez. Like, I don't mind it. Like, that's not that's not bad, I don't think. Yep. I like him against Sinkerballer, so that works out. Clint Frazier, I hit two bombs yesterday. I have no problem. You know, anybody in the Yankees line – and this is a weird – Yankees lineup a little bit with Therio Estrada and Cameron Maven in there, but I, anybody, Cliff Frazier should be hitting ahead of Brett Gardner. I'm just going to say that, but yeah. yeah Cliff Frazier in daily is going to be pretty sneaky today. Cause he's like one of the, the only Yankees I project to have like under, you know, like 10% ownership, even with him dung yesterday. Like I, I still think he's under 10%. I think that's super sneaky, even as just like a one-off. So I'm looking at this uh, at the lineups page right now on Roto Grinders. Is this name for the opener in the Pittsburgh game real? Montana do do Oh wow, you tried to say it. I'm not even going to go for it. I'm not, I'm Montana do There, it's that is not that is a created player on Madden. There's not. There's that's no, a real name. No, yeah, it's a real name. Amazing. And I also got Christian Stewart, who's gonna bomb tonight. It's a problem when I uh, agree with Capone. That's never really good for my bottom line, but I do like Christian Stewart tonight. All right, QQ at tournaments. Who are your favorite Cubs after Brian and Rizzo? Easy to stack them with the Yanks and Hill on FanDuel. All right, so let's just take a look at this Cubs lineup. We don't have it out yet. I assume Javier Baez is going to be in there. Um, if you want to save some money, I think David Bodie is always fine. Um, Addison Russell, we know he's going to you know beat whatever comes his way, whether it's a baseball or whether it's uh, Albert Almora leading off. I'm not sure I've ever been successful rostering Albert Almora, but tonight, like, he's got to be choppy tonight, right? If he's in the leadoff spot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, like, absolutely. I, I feel uncomfortable with a chalky Albert Almora. I would rather just go deeper in the lineup, play a guy like David Bodie. Oh, yeah. I, I actually agree with you on that. And uh, Capone, Capone's getting on me about how's a guy who hit two dongs going to be sneaky. Uh, tonight because he's hitting seventh yeah like, that's it's why. crazy like, man like stack, like stack the bottom order of the yankees like i guarantee you it comes in at lower ownership than you think like all those guys pretty much um so that that's why no everyone's gonna want to take hicks torres sanchez voight um lemayhu like people aren't gonna take um frazier and, and stack up that's you know five six seven eight stack so that's why some of my best nights have been um yeah doing that all right i'm going to create another draft you got to be following me for this one you're going to get an invite at jacks 101 jkz 101 it's going to be a five dollar buy-in 10 man i'm going to create it right now this is good news because i actually figured out how to create drafts yes so team oh wait hold on <laughs> it just said that screen sharing has stopped so i'm going to have to fix that while you we send are, me an invite come on i'm it, waiting should have it should have here i'm gonna invite no nope, i did i did it i got it all right there you are me and white jets is all right so yeah come on in everybody we're gonna have a good time and in the process i'm going to 
reboot the old screen share again because, well, let's face it, I cannot get it. D-Train, I don't know why I can never get this to work. Screen recording in three, two, one. All right. So now in theory, it's on. Devin, can you see us again? All right. Well, I'm glad to, uh, you know, continue to carry the torch. Is Aaron Hicks out of the lineup? Someone just said that in chat. I didn't well, let's that. see. Let me see. All right. So Aaron Hicks is not in the lineup, correct? Okay. Yep. All right. I'm cre- All right, Dave, Devin, I'm getting it up there. Give me a second, buddy. All right. So has the draft started yet? Because now I'm setting up the screen share again. No, we still got uh, we still got two more people. Wait all right. Oh, we'll get in. Got it. Minute left. All right. One minute left. All right. I've you're set- on the you're on the clock here, Crane. Am I first? Nope. Well, at least I know it'll take Garrett Cole if I need. To. <laughs> all right. I got. I assume that's the auto draft. <laughs> you are you are seventh in this draft. Oh, that's not, I don't know. You just drafted a better team than I did from the nine. I'm 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 second, so we kind of we kind of swapped a little bit. All right, that's all right. We'll we'll swappage. Never hurt anybody. We got Tizit, JSU, Jay Collins, Double MS, NY Jets, Below Above, myself, Tin and Famo, Spotted Odie, and HGT4. All right, here's a QQ while we're uh, waiting on this draft to start. Do you like a Blue Jays stack? They're pretty accessible on this. Like, you know why the Blue Jays are accessible? Because they stink. Like, seriously, I've tried to stack the Blue Jays so many times, and anytime a team almost gets no hit by David Hess, I just want to wipe my hands clean of him. I don't know, though. I mean, it's we see this all the time, though. I mean, Jace, you've, you've noticed this, too, that we have had more chalk Blue Jays days this season where they've just done nothing than any other team. What do you think about the Jays tonight? Well, I mean, wasn't that like the first – two full weeks of the season every day it was let's stack yeah. blue jays chalk blue jays and everyone did it and everyone got burned by it every I, it was unbelievable man yeah like, and, yep. and vegas didn't adjust because the, you know vegas had a vegas had him with a five run team total every day and they kept have one or two runs it was the craziest thing and they were just chalk every single day i don't know i maybe that's why the first two weeks of baseball season went so well for me because all I wanted to do was just not play the Blue Jays it was great and I yep I I didn't play the Blue Jays once um on that two week I just remember it because I'm like I'm not playing chalk Blue Jays like what no absolutely not like no way um but I I mean port against Porcello tonight like I think you can stack I think you can stack against Porcello I don't really believe that he's as good as he's even been pitching lately. Um, you know, I just don't think he's really that great. Um, but that's just me. Um, so if you're making multiple lineups, I, I think stacking the Blue Jays is fine. If you're making one, though, I, I I don't think I would do it if I was making one. I'd have to make a few. Yeah, I mean, I guess when I'm looking at it, I would say that, okay, with the Blue Jays, if they're not, if they're going to be low-owned, I get it. You know, and they're they are cheap enough. You know, smoke. 3.3k righty tell us 2.7 gritchicks 3k they're all cheap has this draft started for you by the way no it hasn't yet and it's been saying zero on the clock for the last like 45 oh. seconds all right well that's that's a lot of fun okay let me just uh it'll, it'll be your pick by the time we start yeah i know right i'm just gonna here i'm gonna try and i'm sure this is going to break the draft app again or not the draft app but my screen share my drafts all right, Rotogrind. Okay, yeah, we're st- oh there it went. Okay, now he just got picked. You know what I think is going on? I think there's no timer. 
I think I might have forgot to set it with a timer. Oh, it just says it's my pick. Yeah. So, all right. If you're watching, you gotta pick. This but my pick expired, so it's it's my pick, but it expired. So it expired. Yeah. Hey, hey, man! I might end up getting shirts at this rate. You just got you just keep on getting those pictures. Now you're getting Christian Stewart in the first round. All right. I can't wait. Can't wait. So wait, your app actually says it expired. Yeah, it said it said uh, your pick is expired. All right, I didn't well, even know it said that. Yeah, I, I've never seen that before. Let's try again. What do you, I'm going to open up. A it new it new. must have just like auto pick for me. No, I'm looking at it. It's saying you don't have a pick. All right, create draft. <laughs> this will be, be an interesting uh, four out of five draft. Yeah, I know, right? This will be fun. All right, MLB. Let's see, standard. Okay, standard. Next. This is funny. Winfield, yeah, I don't know. Roto Grinders, part two. All right, five dollar, ten man, create. We're just gonna keep creating. I'm just gonna light the old, uh, the old account on fire. Yeah, take your time, boys. We're trying, man. We're trying to get it to work. I just sent out another invite, JS. If you want to jump in that one, I'm basically just trying to uh, empty out your account at this point. Yeah, I can, yeah. I can see that. Uh, I still haven't got it yet. <laughs> yeah, no, it says that. Uh, <laughs> Since the six part, that's hilarious. All right, yeah, we're two of ten now. NY Jets is back in there. I've sent the invite though, so it should be uh, in there soon. That is too funny. Oh yeah, now I got the first pick. Look at this. <laughs> it's funny. My buddy is in the chat. He just sent me a message. Completely frozen. WTF. <laughs> Oh man, am I able to cancel the last? I can't. I mean, email draft support about that one. I can't cancel it. Boy, they really think I have more power than I actually have if they think I can cancel the draft. No, come on. You you have those guys on speed dial, don't you? Don't lie. <laughs> hey, <laughs> don't lie to the chat right now. You remember how I made that draft life final, right? No, I, I no. I, it was a one k. I auto drafted it because I forgot about oh, it. Oh right, I, right. You <laughs> said that. <laughs> All right, yeah, we got. I had, to, I had to win like I had to win like eight rounds to get into that thing. This guy <laughs> wins like one auto drafted round. He's in. I was I, I was sitting at a pizza place with my wife, and I go, "Oh crap!" And it was like five o'clock at night, and I hadn't I hadn't even opened the draft. Although I'm like, "Hey, I got a shot at Bing, Bing, Bing." All right, yeah, I don't know about the uh, last draft. I'm sh- look. The nice thing about draft is that they take care of you. They take care of their people. They ha- always have. They refund when weird stuff, ha- like draft will take care of you. So if that last draft, if it never goes, you know, just email draft support. They hook you up. We still need one other person to uh, fill this last draft. I'm gonna, Don't make me start just inviting people. Here, I'm going to invite friends on draft. Here, we're going to invite Beer. Just, we're going to invite Smiz. Big T, he ditched us on the show. We'll invite Britt. Yeah, he can draft. That, that, he can draft. That just involves, you know, using his hands. Come on, Big T. All right, I'm just we'll inviting you're we'll fine. Or we'll invite, we'll even invite Siege. All right. So there, I've sent out all these invites right now. The name of the draft is, uh, the app is draft. Uh, just search for draft in your app store. It's going to be right there. And it's um, as fun as it gets when it comes to drafting teams, as far as I'm concerned. I Like the nice thing about the draft app is if you, if you only have five minutes to build a team, you know, you don't have a million, um, you don't have a million hours to spend researching. You don't have all the time in the world to build 150 lineups. You just want to do a quick snake draft with your friends. Yep, that's the way to do it. All right, we got some more people joining right now. Let me we see. got a we got a question in the chat. Uh, we should get the draft app um, 
like website online. Someone was asking which site is draft. Yeah. It's just that draft.com. Yeah. Yep. They bought that website. So props to them. And, uh, but yeah, make sure you check that out. It's, it's a good time. Like I said, it, I really like it during football season. Like football season to me is when this app like really comes to life because you could do it. It's crazy because you can do it from freaking Tuesday, like right after Monday night football ends. And uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it is honestly the best thing ever. Like you can do it anywhere. Like just like sitting on the couch, you know, just hanging out. You're just like, Oh, I just got to do a quick draft. Takes, you know, a couple minutes to do like so easy. All right, I just had a buddy send me a message. Add me on draft. I added you, Mark. Yep. Yep. Uh, at, just added it. How do you search the slate? Go ahead and follow me at Jacks101. We can send an invite. You know, I will tweet out this link. I will. I don't care. I will tweet. We need one person left. I will tweet out the dang link to 12,000 people. All right, we're in there now. All right, you look at you. You get the number one overall pick this time. Well, I had second, and, and then the draft just froze on us. Hopefully – Hopefully it doesn't freeze on us again. Come yes. on, draft. Yeah, draft is definitely gonna fix it though. I can promise you that. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, Flores Mike, you said to just uh draft, just download it. How do you search the slate? It's really cool. Like I think this is gonna be the last draft we do today on the show. But you could do drafts. Look, they churn these out all the time. So definitely check out the drafts. Um, it's a good time. And uh yeah, I I'm just hoping that the app works this time. <laughs> All right, well, we got two picks in, and we look good so far. All right, so, so we got the timer going right now. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, Melissa, I got this hat at a Blues game earlier this year. It's the lucky hat this year. I'm playing JSU's Boston Bruins. Yeah, so uh, what what's the deal with that? Like, are you guys better? I don't really know much about hockey. So, like, are you – are the Blues better than the Bruins? Like, what's – no. No. We're, we're not like I, I think the Bruins are slightly better I think we are like if we play like we do in games five and six against the Bruins we'll win the Stanley Cup um it's just okay. a, it's a tough sell because this is a, look this is a weird team where it was like they didn't do anything all year next thing you know you know they were in last place on January 2nd in all of hockey and now we're playing for the Stanley Cup just uh yeah coach, all, my, all my buddies are like oh the Blues they're they're gonna be really tough like making it sound like it's gonna be a tough series so yeah, don't, yeah like people aren't talking like the Bruins are absolutely better so I didn't know that's crazy you know. like don't don't most Boston fans just think that you know they're you know what doesn't stink when it comes to sporting oh, I think they walk around like that I I, I personally don't because that's just not I, I remember when the Patriots, when we were at the RG uh, party and we were watching the Super Bowl, and uh, someone said to me, like, you know, y- you're actually not terrible to hang out with, to, even though you're a Patriots fan. And I, I looked at him and I was like, uh, thank you. Like, I, you know, and they're like, that, no, that, most Patriot fans just like rub it in every time they like get a first down or like a touchdown. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm fairly quiet. I care about my, my fantasy team. <laughs> you know, I love the Patriots, but I care more about my showdown team right now. <laughs> Dude, Patriot or like Boston fans are, uh, are awful. They were not 30,000 to one to win the cup on January 2nd. They were 250 to one to win the cup though. And, um, yep. I know there are a few bets out there at 250 to one. Javi Baez going that late. I how did Mike Trout not go till the 10th round? Also, how did I miss that Mike Trout was still available? 
Mike Trout went 10th overall. Yeah, I took Gary Sanchez. I was excited that Sanchez was in there. You know what happened? We got what? six pitchers in a row. Wow. I think. Yeah, we it went it went the top three, then Freed Hill, and then Daniel Norris went sixth. Uh, I mean, props to the Daniel Norris. That guy's got a, that guy's brave. I also think my screen share just died died again. The show's over in four minutes. I'm not going to set that up again. But uh, hey, what are you going to do? See, you know, I can like. First off, Jay Collins, you don't need to take Luke Voigt third overall. You don't have to do that. Jacob Degrom in there at fourth overall. I think that's okay. I, I think that's right. But like, yeah, no, I'm just I'm just a little bit surprised that um. Yeah, I'm a little bit surprised. I didn't even see Mike Trout. I feel like such an idiot right now. Like, if you're drafting on these things and Mike Trout is available for you, and, like, if all the pitchers have gone, guess what? It's only it's a one-pitcher site, so you don't have to worry about, you know, not getting pitchers on the way back. I'm taking the pitcher in the last round now. All the good pitchers are gone. Whatever, I'll get one later on. But, um, yeah, I overlooked Mike Trout for sure. Yep. I feel uh, like Reese, too, a lot. I feel like we haven't really – I like Reese a lot tonight. I don't know. Do you, do you? Yeah. You know, it's interesting because Cole Hamels is somebody that's been better, obviously this season, as opposed to how he was last season. I don't think we're going to see a ton of traction on Philly tonight, despite the wind, you know, it being hot and the wind blowing out to left field. I like all these Philly righties, you know, Reese Hoskins, JTL Romuto, Andrew McCutcheon, even Gene Segar. And I never played Gene Segar. I mean, never. I might do it on this slate today. I mean, are the Phillies a stack that you're really looking at a lot? Yeah, they are actually. Um, I, I, I'm with you. I, I like the righties. Uh, a really sneaky guy who I, I think will come. You'll get him at like really low ownership in daily. Uh, Josh Bell as well. He's just looking for a guy who's just been on fire, and I don't think anyone's going to touch him against Gray. But Gray struggles are mainly to lefties, and this this is a tough uh, power bat. Oh, I'm sorry. He'll be choppy because. No, he won't be. No, he won't. The game's not in cores. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. I mean, you look at – and, you know, that's a good point because John Gray, he's somebody who struggles with lefties, struggles with stolen bases, and we know that what does Pittsburgh have? They have some lefty bats that are scary. They also like to run if they can. So I actually think, like, just from a fantasy – they might not score 20 runs, but you might not need them to because you're going to get these Pittsburgh – wow – Penguins, Steelers, no, the Pirates, the Pittsburgh Pirates guys, they're going to be running. They're going to be, you know, getting the bat on the ball. Guys like Polanco, Frazier, you mentioned Bell. Even Brian Reynolds, I think, is fine. Like, I actually think Pittsburgh is a very interesting, way under the radar stack. And I actually do like the idea of stacking because if Gray is off, he's walking guys and leads some really big innings. Yeah, yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, I actually just went Hoskins, Bell, one, two. Talked uh, about it and it happened. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I can't believe I passed on Mike Trout. I feel like such a moron right now. Isn't that the worst when uh, you don't even realize that a guy is still there? <laughs> like that is the worst. So yesterday I was building uh, drafts and there were a few guys like that. I can't remember who it was. Now I started to say it and I can't remember who it was. But yeah, you know, it's it just stinks when you're like, nope, I'm gonna. This is why, guys, if you're doing the draft app. There, here, I'm just going to leave the draft just for a second. And um, there's something you can do if you click on the little baseball icon. You can set your daily rankings. You can pre-do your rankings. Highly, highly recommend it because stuff like that doesn't happen when you do that. Because you're setting your rankings, then you're entering contests. So 
when that's the case, you don't necessarily have to worry about it. I've got, I'm almost ready for my last pick, and we're almost ready to get out of here. They're kicking us off, JSU. Can you believe wow. it? Wow. That was my biggest fault with draft, actually, was not setting my rankings when I started doing it. Yep. You know, I've got all these bad pitchers. I want to make sure I get one guy because I don't want John Gray tonight. You know, Pittsburgh doesn't really strike out. I don't want Cole Hamels. I don't want Urania. I don't want Sabathia. I said Toronto stunk. I'm just taking Rick Porcello. Why the hell not, JSU? I think that's a good way to go. There you go. That's it. Guys, I want to thank everybody for tuning in and watching and drafting with us. Make sure you check out draft.com. Again, the app is second to none if you're wanting to do snake drafts. They also have auction drafts. Use promo code GRINDERS. Um, I know you're going to get a free entry ticket, so you can't beat that free contest. Make sure you check that out. And again, thanks for watching. If you're on YouTube, I want to invite you over to check us out on rotogrinders.com. We always have a good time over here. JSU, thanks for joining me, brother. I'm Eric. Go Blues. We'll see you guys later. Peace. Bar with six plays for you over on Fandle. Going to try to identify some value and give you a starting pitcher I think can compete with the big boys. And of course, my favorite play, we call him the beast of the night. Who are we rostering tonight? Belly up to the Fantasy Bar and find out. Welcome in, guys. Wednesday edition Beers Daily Fantasy Six Pack back here in the Fantasy Bar once again with six of my favorite plays. Tonight we will focus on FanDuel. Tried to find some guys off the radar, some cheaper guys, some guys to make life easy on you for building lineups tonight. Before we get into things, you're not going to see any Yankees in here tonight. Too easy. Team total over six. You certainly want exposure to that team. Also, going to go back to the well on Solaire, Ozuna, but don't need to include him here again today. They were rained out yesterday. Same exact matchups. So, you get almost an 8-pack here today, plus the Yankees. That makes it a 12-pack, but we'll give you six hitters outside of Solaire, Ozuna, who I still love, and outside of those Yankees. So, let's dive in at first base with Max Muncy, 3,100. So the bat here for Muncy's really starting to get going. It was a very slow start to the season, but 12 or more FanDuel points now in four of the last six games. What I really love about him in this matchup, we know Tampa Bay going to throw a variety of arms with their starters, righties, lefties. You never know what you're going to get here for Tampa Bay without a starting pitcher going. But Muncy hits guys from both sides of the plate very well. 361, the weighted OBA this season against right-handed pitching. Against lefties, this guy's even better. Lefty on lefty, one of the best we have. 392 Woba and an ISO over 300. So I think the Dodgers going to fly under the radar here tonight. But I really like this price on Max Muncy at just 3100 All right, let's move on to third base with some value. Renato Nunez, 2400 so I love when you get a heart of the order, three, four, five hitter, under 3K, under 2,500 here for Nunez. Not only that, a guy that hits lefties 
very well. You see that Wobo over 370. ISO this season, nice 240. So we get that power for him. And CC Sabathia gives up an ISO at 229. So giving up the power, plus that mix that we love to see. Fly ball rate at almost 50%. Hard contact rate, well over 40%. Exactly what we want for a power hitter like Nunez. Again, part of the order, love the Yankees. You're running it back. Or even if not, Nunez, playable in all formats, in my opinion, at this cheap $2,400 price tag. Now, we're going to do something we don't do a lot. We're going to double up at third base and utilize our utility spot here with Marwin Gonzalez in Minnesota, $3,100. So I love both these guys tonight. Could not decide, so hell, we're going to include them both. Why? Because it's my bar and we do what we want here. But the point is, like both of these guys here tonight, Gonzalez, 11-game hitting streak, five multi-hit games during that stretch. Three straight multi-hit games, so really swinging a red-hot bat. And the overall numbers down this season against righties, no doubt, but the hard contact rate is still there, over 40%, and a very good fastball hitter. And Matt Harvey uses that pitch against lefties 44% of the time. We get a 391 Woba and a 243 ISO there for Marwin Gonzalez against that pitch. And Harvey, we know, has been a disaster against lefties. Hard contact rate at 55.8%, one of the biggest numbers that you are going to see. Love the Twins tonight. And again, doubling up here at third base with Marlon Gonzalez at 3,100. All right, let's stay on the infield. More value for you at second base, Starlin Castro, 2,500. So like I said in the opening, we're not giving you all the big, huge names here. We're trying to find value, glue guys, guys you can plug in the cash games, guys to help make life easy. I know Garrett Cole, DeGrom, Scherzer on the slate tonight. These are the kind of bats we're going to need to get in to get exposure to those guys or the Yankees. But I like Castro here against the left. You're talking about a Woba at almost 400. You're talking about Norris giving up a Woba at almost 350. And Castro, a 57% hard contact rate this season against left-handed pitching. So a very high number there that really jumped off the page. Norris not only giving up that 348 Woba, a fly ball rate north of 40, a hard contact rate north of 35%, and the old beer gut, the intuition telling me, Starlin Castro going to go yard, so we're going to call our shot here tonight with Castro. Love the value here on him at 2,500. All right, let's go to starting pitching. I mentioned Garrett Cole, DeGrom, Scherzer. Too easy. We know to play those guys if you can fit them. I want to take a step down and get some exposure to Max Freed, just 9,000. So if you can fit those big dogs, absolutely. I think all three of them are in great spots here tonight, but I like Freed's discount here against the Giants. This guy's already gone over 40 FanDuel points five times this season. We're not even to June yet. The Giants as a team we know really lack a lot of punch. We look at Wova, ISO as a team, ranked 29th in all of baseball in both of those statistics. And I think Freed gives you upside in the strikeout department as well. The Giants bottom half of the league in strikeout rate against left-handed pitching. But I think he gives you a nice floor and a ceiling that can approach those guys at a discount if you can't afford the big dogs. Max Freed, great discount, and a guy I'll have exposure to here tonight against the Giants at a nice $9,000 price tag. All right, it's time to take a look at my favorite play on this slate. But before we do that, guys, who's your beast of the night? Get in the comment section. Let everybody know who the top play on the board is. Give them out there in that comment section. And if you're on Twitter, get your beast of the night play in there. And do me a favor, take a second, click the thumbs up button. That's the that's the tip jar here in the fantasy bar. If you enjoy stopping by, hey, that's all I ask of you, guys, and I greatly appreciate it. Now, let's take a look at my favorite play, you know him as the beast of the night. 
this time we're going to go back to Minnesota. We're going to go to the outfield. We're going to roll with Max Kepler, 3,600, tonight's beast of the night. So here's another guy. Comes in in good form, swinging a very good stick right now, averaging almost 17 FanDuel points a game over the last five. Nice power numbers against righties, 250 ISO, 363 in the Woba department for Max Kepler against righties. And this is very simple. It's a Matt Harvey play. I see Harvey on the slate. I want to stack up the other team, specifically the left-handed hitters here for Minnesota. You see that 273 ISO allowed. We've already talked about the hard contact rate, well over 50%. And the Woba to lefties, over 400 allowed. Matt Harvey been a disaster against left-handed hitters. I don't think that changes here tonight. And the Twins have a lot of them to choose from. But Max Kepler sits atop the hill, not only for Minnesota, but for every play on Fandle. Easily my favorite play and tonight's beast of the night. All right, guys, that wraps up here for Wednesday night in the Fantasy Bar. Any questions, comments, feedback, whatever you guys want to talk about, hit that comment section. You can also reach out and follow me on Twitter at BeermakersFan. For Rotogrinders.com, I am Beer saying salut. Best of luck here tonight, guys. As always, we'll take Thursday off to clean up the bar, and we'll be back on Friday with six more of my favorite plays. Thank you again for stopping by, guys, and we'll see you on Friday. Good luck. Hey, thanks for checking out our videos. If you want more expert advice on DraftKings, FanDuel, or any other daily fantasy sports, make sure you check out the current videos playlist. Brother Grinders, Dean here. That's Dean 7904. If you want to get all technical, I mean, it's 5 501 on the East Coast, 201 on the West Coast, 401 Tennessee time, which of course we just time for the flagship show here at Brother Grinders. It is called Grinders Live. It's sponsored by Fantasy Draft. Joining me today on Hump Day, it's one Bobby Five. Bobby, how's, uh, how's Wednesday treat you? Not too bad, man. Happy to be doing the show with you here. I know Grant was in a little bit of a 
don't know if it was a snowstorm or what, but for whatever reason, I uh, couldn't make it, and I, uh, I'm happy to be filling in for him. Bringing in the writing. Well, yeah, I, I, that's right. I thought I saw Grant's name, and I'm like, I saw it was you, and I figured something like that happened, but I didn't even ask a, I said my regards to Grant in the snowstorm. Hopefully, he's all good, but uh, it, something tells me he's probably going to pop up in chat, too. All of a sudden, he's going to get some Wi-Fi access or something like that, but uh, thanks for filling in, Bob. We appreciate it. No, happy to do it. We have a, a split slate, you know, four-gamer earlier today. The back half of a doubleheader as far as the Cardinals game, that is not uh, – that game is not on our sponsor site, Fantasy Draft. I don't believe it's on DK either. Uh, that game is on FanDuel for what it's worth, but not on the main slate uh, for, for, for DK, not on the main slate for Fantasy Draft. It's a 10-gamer tonight. Uh, let's dive in. Sure, why not? And uh, hey, you guys are watching us on the, uh, the old YouTube. You guys know how this works. Uh, you know, feel free to like, subscribe, the whole deal. Uh, if you guys are asking questions over there, we currently can't see that, but our fabulous multitasking producer, the D-Train, is back from a little mid, uh, midweek vacation for uh, one, one day, and uh, he's going to be kick- taking your questions, copying them, throwing them here in the, uh, the Rotogriders chat, and uh, we'll do our best to knock out as many questions as possible before we step aside and get out of here and make way for crunch time, uh, which is uh, cheese is good. Cheese is good will be on crunch time, as, as well as Kevin Roth, and Roth, I'm sure, will be talking about weather. And uh, Bobby, this slate, we got three studs, three big names, and then we have a Wrigley. Is, is this our first Wrigley weather game? I feel like it is, at least on a main slate, right? No, they are all weather games in Wrigley. It's just usually the wind, the, the weather's been going the other way and blowing in. Yeah, okay, fair enough. This is the first one where the wind's blowing out. Like, this is our first, uh, we got 10 and a half as far as the total currently in that game. Uh, 10 and a half with, with guys who, you know, if it was blowing the other way, this game could have been eight. <laughs> you know what I mean? So... This is and you know it's it's warm too. Seventy three degrees. We've been seeing fifty out there in Chicago. This is this is the spot. I mentioned Roth. Uh, we're talking about weather. Of course, that's his genre. Uh, and you guys, you know, you guys know about the the weather edge there. Well, I think it's just calling it weather edge. I saw he tweeted out he's going to drop the the. He's going to pull a Facebook. It's just weather edge. This this point going forward, it's just redundant, I suppose. But Ross weather edge, uh, it really pops. And you know, we show a little premium peak every once in a while. We're actually at, at, at one point during the show at all times. Maybe we'll show that popping because uh, it's a big sample. Um, you know, he talks about basically, well, based upon 93 games with similar weather in, in, uh, in Chicago, Bobby, uh, 93 game sample size. Is that a big enough sample size for you, 93 games? That works for me. The home runs are expected to increase at 45.7%. Is that, is that a pretty big jump for home runs? I feel like that's pretty big, yes? That works for me. I like it. In total runs, just under 20% as far as an increase, and ERA pops by almost 20%. Well, it's a good technical. It's an 18.3%. This is fluid. It's always changing based upon the weather. Uh, and you guys, you can buy that a la carte, or it comes with your uh, Rotor Riders premium package for free as well, for what it's worth. Uh, one of my favorite, you know, it's always something I look at. And if you guys are even just playing totals, you're not even playing DFS, uh, you know, I think it's something to take a look at. If you're just, you know, hitting up Vegas, or if you're in one of those states where it's legal, or you know a guy, uh, absolutely, uh, I think it's worth checking out, especially with as these kind of increases. Now, look, Vegas is not stupid; they're aware of it. They've raised it to ten and a half as far as the total, which kind of pops. But even still, um, that, that that's going to kind of dictate the slate. Like it's the big arms and Wrigley, of course. You know, there's Houston out there; it's lurking, and there's the Yankees as well, facing uh, disaster. You know, Dan Straley, who's just awful. That bullpen's terrible. You know, the ballpark's fine as well. They're locked in for nine innings. Let's take the screenshot of the slate, Bobby. How are how we doing this as far as the balance of within the world of a salary cap? There are elite pitchers, and there are some expensive bats that you really want to have. Yeah, there's, there's guys you can spend down on, which I guess is, you know, going to be an interesting part of how your builds go because there's a lot of hitters like that, you know, we have some really, really cheap bats, so you can sacrifice a position or two. And 
you know, it's not like you're totally fully sacrificing. Um, the problem is it's like these guys are actually going to be pretty popular. So you're not going to get like a, a Zach Cozart at zero ownership, but he is batting eighth. He's 2,100 on, on DraftKings, but I think four on, on fantasy draft. Like that's that, the guys like that are where you're going to be looking at saving, you know, if you, if you want to pay up for these guys, Jackie Bradley Jr., another guy who's going to have some ownership. Um, it's that category real cheap, 2.6 on DK. I, you'd have to, you'd have to spend down for those guys, or you've got, you know, some fairly, you know, just too cheap of bats, especially on the Philly side of that Chicago game. So you can play those Philly guys with some of these expensive arms and, and get there. And also we've got some good mid tier pitchers that I think are in play that we should go over. So a lot of different ways to go. We've got some obvious value spots for hitters, but I like mixing up these pitchers because I think, you know, the ceiling is so high. It's really, uh, I've got my preferences, but it's, it's not by much on, you know, any of the big three. Okay, yeah, and I say big three. I don't know if we're slighting Rich Rich Hill. Like uh, DK and Fantasy Draft thinks Rich Hill was a part of the big three, and it's a big four, but not really. It's more like an Adonis Haslam, and they all, you know, we also got we got Chris Bosh, and we got you know LeBron, and we got Wade, and then Rich Hill's kind of. Well, I don't want to say Adonis, but you know, he's not. He's Mike Miller or something like that. Uh, the price is egregious as far as Rich Hill is the point I'm kind of making. Uh, let's dive in. Let's talk about it. I just it. want to say that Rich Hill, when he's on, is that is like he can be as tough as anybody in baseball. And he won everybody else. He won. He almost won me all the money, but he won somebody else all the money last week when he pitched. And he was absolutely unowned in a similar spot. He was only 9K then, but he absolutely dominated. And he struck out. I think what did he struck out? 11 or 10 or 11? He ball? struck out 10 at Cincinnati. A tough ballpark. But the thing is, like, he's got to be perfect because uh, he only gets to throw so many pitches. He threw 84 pitches in that game. He went six innings, struck out 10, uh, you know, gave up two hits. Uh, before that, he was allowed to go 96 pitches for what, what it's worth. That was only five innings. And, you know, Roberts is still his manager. And, of course, you follow the Dodgers as, as close as anybody. And, like, he can get there, but he's just got to be perfect. And he can, but, you know, his path is a little bit uh, trickier, right? And it's not like you're getting a big discount off the other guys we're going to talk about in a second. That's kind of my issue. Well, here's the argument for Hill. Let's just make it real quick because I, I don't think this is a guy you want to, like, make a priority over the other guys. I agree. He's definitely not in the same tier as the other three. But – he has the best umpire of the bunch. He has the best umpire in baseball for pitchers in Bill Miller. He has a team that's striking out the most against lefties in baseball against him right now. He's not going to have any pinch hit risk because he's playing in an American League ballpark, which is actually a bump for him, I think, up. Um, when he's on, he's as effective as anybody. And the main thing is this guy's going to have zero ownership, absolutely zero. And if he just outscores them by one point or if he scores the same as them just at, you know, at a slightly cheaper price, you're going to have a slightly different build and – you know, no one's going to be on him and he could he could outscore all three of these guys it's completely in the realm of possibility um but again it's it's if you're entering a bunch of lineups maybe you deem him at 10 percent because i would like to be out of the field maybe you double deem him even if you want to get risky but i i don't know that you want to like he's not a guy you want to make your priority spend it's just a a really good off the board pivot that you know could get there if you're playing a bunch of lineups and are willing to be you know highly risk risk tolerant which i am yeah, I mean, he does have the pitcher to pick up, but it is a good argument as far as, like, he's not going to uh, get the hook as far as a pinch hit in the fifth or sixth inning if the spot calls for it. Uh, and the other argument is that, you know, you talk about Tampa as far as striking out. Like, you pull up this lineup today, it's a heavy, a heavy strikeout lineup. Uh, Lau is striking out at 43% versus lefties. Uh, of course, he's buried in the nine hole, so he might maybe only get to face him twice, but maybe he gets him three times. Uh, all, all total, it's, what, 27.6% if you, if you go ahead and fire up the uh, – the Rotogrinders plate IQ, uh, Choi at 29%. Adamas, Adamas is batting cleanup. That's weird. Uh, 33% for Adamas. Uh, Kiermaier at 27%. Travis Darno is just, just got off the scrap heap at 33%. One-time prospect, but it's just not happening. 
Um, yeah, there are some definite K's there. And again, he's got to kind of be perfect. And like you said, he's just kind of come close to one or two of those guys. And I don't think all three falter. That, that's kind of an unlikely story as far as, you know, Scherzer uh, and Cole and DeGrom. We'll talk about them in a second. And you're right, they got Bill Miller uh, behind the plate who, uh, you know, that, that suggests that he's going to have a better chance or a heightened chance as far as strikeouts. I wonder what the, we can go ahead and pull it up and what, what is his uh, total as far as uh, projected Ks today? What, what's the problem? Only five and a half, which kind of threw me off a little bit. Um, I was thinking it'd be about six and a half or seven and or somewhere somewhere in the six and a half, seven and a half range. And I actually, it's only five and a half, which does, you know, that, it's, it's slow. That, it feels yeah, that, that doesn't feel good. I mean, maybe just smash the over on that. I don't know. Or maybe... I would be happy to bet the over if I was if that's what we're talking about. But it obviously, you know, it's one of the things that you, you weigh into your decision making. And it is weird to pay the same price as guys with a nine and a half K prop for you know for a guy who's got a five and a half. But it's 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 a, it's an interesting tournament play. It's not something you want to get crazy with. So I don't think we should talk about it too much. But I do think it's a guy you, you could throw into a tournament lineup or two. Yeah, and like you said, it gives you a bit of a different shuffle, and maybe it lands you on a couple different players, or maybe the difference between him and other pitchers aren't that much. And, you know, all of a sudden you can't, you get to pay up for an extra guy or however the shuffle works. Uh, and your, your three V three kind of works out for you that way. Also um, let's talk about the big three, as far as the pitchers taking the bump tonight, how do you separate Cole from Scherzer from DeGrom? So I think we can play like a tiny bit of fun narrative game. If you want to like okay. they're, they're pitching against each other, they know they are. We know that a guy like Scherzer especially is a guy who just is a competitor. He was not going to come out of a game. Like it's hard to get the ball from his hands. If he's throwing 110 pitches and giving up four runs, you know what I mean? He's a, he doesn't like coming out of games. He tends to have a longer leash than basically anybody when he really has, when he's got it going, uh, nothing scary about the lineups. I would say fa- I would favor Scherzer overall three. Uh, Cole has a little bit of a worse umpire. If, if he had, he is, he is by far the worst umpire, actually, of the, of the three, because the other two are the same game. Um, but He's got the best matchup, though, right? Best, the best matchup against the White Sox it is, like, a, I, I actually was surprised that he didn't have a higher cape prop than the other guys, almost, because of how much these White Sox can strike out. But it's also, you know, it is an American League game. It's not, you know, they actually have more power, probably, than, I don't know whether they do than the Mets. It's, you know, I don't know. It's, it's a tricky one to figure out a little bit, but. I do think that Scherzer's the better – I think Scherzer and DeGrom are the better real-life pitchers, and I think Scherzer has the the, the realistic highest upside. I'm going to favor Scherzer slightly ahead of the other two, but I really like them all, and I have no problem with any of the three. What about Cole has the most likely chance to grab a W, which isn't everything, but we'll take those points. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, those. I mean, especially – yeah, I guess that's the point. Like, I mean, it's it, it, at that point, though, you're really – from these guys, you're paying this price – we're hoping for 13, 14 Ks from somebody. Uh, yeah. And by the way, as far as Scherzer this year, his numbers have kind of fallen back to some degree, at least on the, you know, the on the surface numbers, 372 Gary, that, that's not Scherzer, but you know, the Sierra speaks to how, how he's been unlucky. It's under three. It's a 2.94 uh, because of a, of a BABIP of 363, uh, which is just, that's just too high. And I think even uh, DeGrom 310, as far as BABIP, that's kind of standard basically, but you know, the batting average on balls in play should drop for max. That's basically the highest in the slate. Uh, outside of what Ivan Nova and Kingham uh, Kingham expected to be the long man there in Pittsburgh with their opener uh, Montana Dorapu. I'm not really sure who that character is but that will be the opener today for Pittsburgh uh, so rank them for me uh, as far as how you're prioritizing and of course you got to factor in the asking price as well too and Cole is the most expensive so uh, that factors in too and that's you know I think for your cash games you got to have at least one of these one of these three uh, and it's probably either Scherzer or Cole for me uh, can you can you rank those three? And then like as far as cash, as far as tournament, however you want to do that. 
yeah, I, w- I would think that uh, I would think Scherzer is the is probably the best play in all formats. I I, I do really like Cole. Originally, and today I was going to come and talking about him, but the ownership's going to be similar enough, and the pricing isn't enough, like to where to where like I, I don't I don't know. I'm just not I'm not quite there. I think Scherzer is the best play in all formats. I would play him over the other over the other guys. Uh, simple as that. There's not enough of a difference between him and Degrom. I think the K upside is higher for him. We've got one, you know, a projected K of one higher for him. I think he's more likely to to go longer in the game. Uh, obviously, much less threatening lineup against him. That's just sort of the way I'm going. And then I would I would take Degrom second and third. I would take Cole. Uh, I don't mind Cole over on Fanduel. Like you said, much more sure to get the win. If they're up by a bunch of runs, you know, you could play him with three Houston bats, and when they're really going off, which they're they're going to do tonight. Um, you know, maybe he's got a huge lead and he's pitching comfortably and, he, you know, it ups the K upside, K upside go up a little bit higher. Not crazy about taking 12K pitchers with Jeff Kellogg behind the plate. That's the one thing that's a little bit worrisome to me. So he, because of that, he falls in third. But I uh, I think on FanDuel, I have him, you know, he's, it's, it's a little bit closer. You can play with uh, four rasters now on FanDuel. That was an old school uh, silly rule they had. At the oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. I actually forgot about that. That was so tilting when you made the perfect lineup and like you can only have three hitters because your pitcher counts as one. Come on, man. I'm glad they finally figured uh, figured out how to get away from that. But And as far as K rate in the season, Cole's at 38.3%, Max at 32.1%, DeGrom at 30.5%, the aforementioned Richie at 27.9%. So Cole's the biggest guy when it comes to Ks uh, so far in this season. We're talking about like 60 innings, not the big sample, obviously. Uh, yeah, so it, it's close. And truth be told, I'm just going to have shares probably of all three. Uh, I have not pulled up the ownership projection. I would suspect that DeGrom is going to have the lowest ownership amongst those three. Is that fair to say? I think DeGrom will be ahead of Cole. Okay. I think it's because of salary Cole. reasons? Yeah, just because of salary. I mean, he's enough. He's, he's 1,500 cheaper is enough to where I think it'll, it'll have him just slightly ahead of Cole. Let's try to see if anything kind of pops in the lineups that would separate things. Uh, taking a look now at the Mets lineup, see anything, anything goofy, anything different. Of course, there's no Conforto, which – Conforto would be the one guy, you know, against Max, right, that would really, uh, you know, his vulnerability, his Achilles heel, if you will, is lefty power. Conforto uh, dealing with a concussion, so he's not drawing a start tonight. Uh, I mean, go, 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 Carlos Gomez feels like a couple strikeouts on layaway. We're looking at one lefty, Bobby, and the last two years, Shiraz are at 38% K rate against righties, 31% against lefties. So, you know, there are a lot of Ks on layaway in this lineup, too, against New York. It's not the most K heavy outside of Robbie Cano. Like he's the one guy that kind of pops in the green as far as striking out, but everybody else K's at at least a 20% clip. Uh, Nito there in the eight hole at 32.6%. Of course he has the pitcher to pick on as well. And yeah, I think Max is the one I want the most out of these three. You said you like the mid tier. Uh, I'm not really sure if we're in the mid tier just yet. Well, Cole, we're not playing Cole Hamels, are we? I'm not playing Cole Hamels. You can have at it if you want to. No, I'm playing a ton of Phillies. Yeah. Okay. Just wanted to make that clear. Yeah. Um, you know, the price obviously doesn't factor in the win there, and it just feels like Philadelphia is probably going to bang out a homer or two as uh, we talk about the weather edge popping, and of course, Vegas is popping as far as the total in that game at 10 and a half. How do we feel about Jonathan Gray? Um, I actually like John Gray a lot for tournaments. I think this is one of the guys, I mentioned it last night on the morning grind, like uh, I was all over Marquez, Marquez yesterday. He's a, I think he's a better pitcher, obviously, Marquez than, than Gray is. But I do think this is like the ultimate stadium upgrade for a pitcher, like to go from Colorado in general to, to going yeah. to Pittsburgh. Like it's one of the best upgrades you can have. Uh, makes it really, really interesting to me. I think he's got the K upside to, 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 to be able to be competitive and right in there with the big guys. So I love the idea of pairing, you know, maybe playing one of the big guys with him stepping down, you know, saves you a little bit of money. 
I think he's a great play at a very low ownership. I also don't mind him as an SP1 if you want to go with the middle, middle, middle build and just fade all the top guys. Even if they get 35 or something, you can still get one of these guys that can go off and, and get you close enough, or you can have your you can win this one with bats because there's a ton of great bats today. So if you want to do a different build, I don't mind using Gray as even an SP1 in that case for tournaments. I know it's not the most optimum play, but if you want high upside, you want a tournament, a guy who can help win you a tournament from a pitching perspective, this is the kind of spot where he could do it. Who would you pair him with? If Gray's your number one, is like Freed your number two? Freed, it would be Gray and Freed. Yeah, take, take the chalk number two. Uh, freed, or you could go all the way down and take the other chalk value, which I'm not as excited about, which would be Urena. Um, Urena is chalk? Oh, yeah. He's going to be mega chalk. What? Yeah, he's got to be. 6.2 against the heavy Detroit team that's got all righties, unless people are all really not aware of stuff. I mean, at least that's, I'm operating under the assumption, let's see what do we have him at. What do we have as far as the projection? That's kind of surprising. Stone pitcher at 28%. Whoa, that's a, I did not anticipate that. I, mean, I don't know if he'll be that high, but it'll be high. I don't know if he'll be the third highest owned pitcher. But they, people are going to look to pay up and pay all the way down. That's what they're going to do. It's just the way it works. But what I would suggest if you're going to do that, not only you could go to both middle pitchers is an interesting option, but I do think that you could even play, like on the other side of that game, why not play Daniel Norris at probably at what we have is projected as one-third the ownership of Urena. I don't love either of the guys, but if I was going to pick uh, between them, I think I would take the one lower owned, which would be Norris, uh, who I think has just as much upside, uh, if not more, probably more upside and less safety than Urena. Yeah, the tricky part is uh, the Marlins don't strike out nearly as much against lefties. Uh, Norris is not this big K, K guy, 21.3% K rate uh, the last two years. As far as lefties versus rice, it's basically the same as far as the split, right around 21%. Uh, Martin Prado cracked the lineup, which is like it's not exactly La Tortuga, but you don't want him in there if you have Norris. That guy makes a lot of contact. Uh, 79 at bat plus sample the last two years against lefties for Prado. He struck out 2.5% of the time. Uh, Rojas is another guy. Rojas makes a ton of contact, 8%. Um, this is not good. Uh, like, they're not good hitters, but they're going to pop out and they're going to ground out. But uh, you're not going to compile a ton of Ks here. 17.3%, uh, Bobby, collectively against the Marlins. So I think Norris can be okay from a run prevention perspective. I just don't see him putting up a big score. But like, like if he goes six innings, three runs, five Ks, that's that's on the card. It's in the cards. You know, it's possible. It's definitely in the realm of possibility. And Is that good? That's good enough on this slate. So that, that gets you six five. You know, assuming he doesn't walk too many guys, uh, hoping to get out of there. If if you, if you get the win, you're over twenty. That's what you want to be for six point nine K on this kind of slate. When you want these bats, that's. I'm just saying it, it's the way – I'm not saying I'm heavily in favor of this yeah. or, or Urena. I just would err on this. I would play the guy who's going to have one-third the ownership who I think is actually a better real-life pitcher. He's got a, a four-and-a-half K prop for what it's worth. Urena on the other side also with a four-and-a-half K prop. Uh, pitcher's umpire, nothing extreme, but it is a pitcher's umpire behind the plate. And, again, you're not rostering these guys because you love them necessarily. You're rostering because maybe you pair them with a big stuff pitcher or maybe you, you pair them with a really expensive hitter stack. And that's just kind of, the, you know, the question you have to ask yourself. And you said, what, your range is going to be like projected around 25% or so. You think you'll be over, under, about there as far as your lineups? Uh, or you're not really sure just yet? I'll be under on him for sure. Uh, I don't think I'm playing him. I just don't think my builds are leading me that way. Like, I just think I, I like pairing two middle guys. I, I, have, I can find ways to pay up for two guys on certain, you know, where I'm doing some weird sort of like mini stacks. Um, like, and, and which is funny because I just mentioned Norris, but I don't mind like, you know, taking a couple bats from Miami for really cheap savings, that's another way you can you can pay up for the studs. So 
you know, there's a lot, a lot of different builds on this slate. Mostly, I think you're you're playing one of the top three guys um, with one of these middle guys, you know, that we talked about, uh, Freed or, or Gray. But I don't mind Freed or Gray together. And then I just personally am not going all the way down to these other guys quite as much as everyone else seems to be. I'm I'm just more interested in those uh, in the Freed Gray combination. Yeah, theoretically, there is some K's in this Detroit lineup. Uh, you know, your range is a you know 17.4% K rate, not very good. Uh, against righties, which this lineup is heavily concentrated as far as uh, hitters to the right-hand side. It moves all the way up to 19.8%, which, again, not good, but that's okay. Big T's in the chat saying that Rich Hill's going to have over 14 Ks. Is he trolling? Well, that means he has to throw, like, um, I don't know. That, that, that's How many pitches is that? 14 strikeouts. I, mean, <laughs> I don't know if he can throw that many baseballs. But um, Rich Hill can throw 100-plus pitches. Like, I don't – you keep saying this, but, like, he's had blister things, and they pinch hit for him in the other game. Like, there's a lot of things that go into it. So take away the pinch hitting part of it. He can throw 95 plus pitches if he's got it going. It just depends on the situation. Like if he ends an inning with 78, he'll pitch the next inning. And they're not going to pull him in the middle of the inning with 85 with no threat or anything like that. It's just, it's all going to be situation, you know, situational. So if you think the Dodgers are up by four or five runs, I wouldn't worry about it too much. He's still 39 years old, right? Like that hasn't changed. And Roberts is still. I don't understand what age has to do with anything. If a guy still can strike out as many guys. I mean, look at him. He's got an elite K rate. It's never, it's only gotten better as he's gotten older. Well, because you want him in September and October. You don't want him now. His arm, it's not like his arm is wearing out. His, what happens is he has the finger thing. That finger thing is, drives me crazy. So you, you, that could happen at any point. Uh, any other pitchers that are of note that are worth noting? You know, it's, it's a Yes, there's a huge one that I forgot about, and I think it's a great right. GPP play. I think that Rick Porcell is one of the best GPP plays on the slate. I think it's really, really interesting. Like, I, I, first of all, I want to point out, he's been really, really, really good in his last five outings, uh, his last four outings. Actually, he's been good in his last five outings. I think he's got a quality start in all five. Um, and those are against, those are in Boston against Houston, in Boston against Seattle. One was at, at the White Sox, give him a, you know, that was an easy one. At home against Oakland and then Detroit at home. But like, this is a Toronto team that I actually think is on the way up. And I'm starting to believe that they're, they're you know, with Vlad in the lineup now and, you know, some of the other, other guys actually hitting, starting to hit a little bit. Their lineup's starting to come together, but I have no problem. I have no, like, I totally think it's possible they could just get completely rolled out over by any righty in baseball. And Rick Porcello is a guy who could go, like, there's, it wouldn't shock me. This is not going to happen, likely, obviously, but it wouldn't shock me if he threw a complete game against a team like this. This is the kind of spot where I feel like I could take Porcello. I know Justin Smoke has great BVP versus him, and he's a good, you know, you could take some bats against him, sure. I just think Porcello at no ownership at 8,200 could end up being like, you know, in the 25 to 35 range against a team like this. If there isn't, you know, they revert back to their ineptness they've shown most of the season. Yeah, I'm going to be honest. I did not consider Porcello, but the, I mean, there is some case in the slot up theoretically. Of course, the two guys at the top are the two guys that actually make contact. Uh, Sogard doesn't, doesn't K much and in the small sample. And like even projected going forward, Vladis K. Guerrero is not going to strike out a bunch, but everybody else. Uh, strikes out at least at a 26, 24.7% clip uh, and 24% collectively, too. So theoretically, there are some Ks there in that lineup. Procello is basically an average guy from a K perspective, 22.3% the last two years. Uh, and more kind of neutral as far as lefties or righties when it comes to splits. Uh, and obviously, you know, actually, he's better pitching against righties uh, as opposed to lefties. And what do we have? Let's count up the lefties. Let's let Sogard smoke. Talese, Freddie Galvis, oh, we got four by my count. Yeah, four. Uh, anybody else here that's worth talking about as far as pitchers? I uh, 
I honestly am sort of surprised by this. I, I don't understand the projections on him. I think they're wrong. They should be higher. Like, uh, it just doesn't make as, any sense to me. This is a, this is a Yeah. This what is, is he projected for? Like 7%? It's 5%? No, 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 points. He's projected ownership is 4%. Okay. Absolutely ridiculous. I mean, not ridiculous that we got it wrong. Ridiculous that, that if it's if it's even close to that, if it's less than 10%, you got to take tournament shots like heavily here. This is an offense that we've seen. I mean, hey, we saw David Hess almost throw a no-hitter against this team. We also saw what David Hess can do last night against the Yankees. This is the worst pitcher in baseball possibly. What could Rick Porcello do? Rick Porcello is an above-average pitcher who stole a Cy Young. I mean, we, can, we can point out those enough. Like I had a friend of mine who once started telling me that the Furman football team was the greatest football team in the, in the country because they beat this team, that beat this team, that beat this team. That beat of course, of course. But we've, my point is that this is a little more direct. We've seen a bunch of pitch, a bunch of righties dominate the Blue Jays this year. Why wouldn't we take a guy who's actually can be dominant against good teams against the Blue Jays, right? I just uh, I just pulled up the bat, Bobby, and we have a uh, you know you guys know Derek Carney. He's got the bat out there. That's available in the marketplace. Uh, Porcello projected for 15.64 uh, points. That's not enough for you? That's not a reasonable uh, projection? No, it should be higher. It should be in there. It should be closer to – I really think he should be close to 20 on this – like in this matchup. I, I just think it's it's better than everyone else does. Even the run total is not – I mean, for an American League run total, like 4.1, that doesn't scare me at all. Like this is this is a good spot, man. Yeah, but run totals can lie. It's not about no, run no, totals. No no, 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 no. I'm just saying everything. But there's not – what am I afraid of, really? I'm afraid of an offense that's had two good games, you know, in the last season. We've <laughs> also added Vladdy, and I think they're were they injured earlier in the year, too. Right, think. yes, they're, they're getting a little better. But he's also a capable pitcher who dominated a good Oakland team at home. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like he can't dominate a good team. So now we have a less – they're still a below-average team. Final thoughts as far as pitching before we move on to some sticks. Uh, you got me too fired up about Porcello. Uh, <laughs> You're dying on Porcello Hill. I think in cash, it's one of the big three with Freed. Uh, my pref my preferred would be uh, Scherzer. And then uh, for tournaments, I really like the, the John Gray, Rick Porcello. I'm, I'm loving some of these mid-tier guys that I don't no one's going to play. All right. Uh, we're going to talk about the hitters in a second. We're going around the horn, give our favorite plays in each position before we do that. Uh, give me like a, a, a core play or two as far as your hitters. Uh, so here's – I'm going to get a lot of grief because – uh, I'm at, one of my favorite hitters today, maybe my favorite hitter, uh -oh. same guy you sent in, and he he is not a top 25 hitter in baseball, but the matchup is too hard for me to, to, to lay down. And, and by the way, I don't think it's that hot of a take to think that Chris Bryant is not a top 25 hitter in baseball, but whatever. You can disagree with me. We don't is need he to better than Justin Bohr is the real question. He's definitely better than Justin Bohr, right? So he's got to be top 30. <laughs> um, but anyway, I don't think – I really don't think it's a hot take. Like off the top of my head, I think I could name 50 guys who I think are right in the conversation at least. Um, anyway, I do love him today. Uh, wind blowing out, great spot against the lefty. I think he's one of the preferred plays. Going to be high owned, is expensive, preferred bat to pay up for. Um, definitely the guy who I would, you know, focus on in cash games and tournaments to try and get his spend up. I wasn't even trying to troll you, by the way. Like I, I, I was uh, away. I didn't see that on Twitter, but I saw you got the whole Twitter conversation. And by the time it's, I saw it, it was too late. Uh, I, I couldn't really chime in or whatever. Oh, my God. The second I wrote it, it must have been too late. I got it in a – that was the longest thread. Ugh. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, I, I, I mean, for the record, I, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm not on your side in this one, Bobby. <laughs> I think I'm, I'm with the mob on this one. I'm sorry. Wait, so, so, you, so, you're, so, so you think it's absolutely undebatable that he's a top 25 hitter? I haven't done the math on it. So, okay, um, so, so, so then you don't disagree with me because my question is that if, if, even if you don't agree with me that he's not a top 25 hitter – you have to at least to say that it's unquestionable. That was the part that I that started the whole thing. It's it's really ridiculous that people think he is automatically. That's all I'm saying. 
I'd have to sit down and, and figure it out. But in my head, he's it's he's in like top thirty probably in my head. Uh, I don't know. We're talking now. We're going down the whole Kyrie road and. But can 20, I think of 20 through 50 are really close. It's really tough with all the young talent in baseball, so it's hard. Yeah, and how do you define it? Is it based upon, like, how they're doing today? Like, or Ronald Acuna, we all know, is one of the best hitters in baseball right now, don't we? Say it again? Ronald Acuna, we know, is one of the best hitters in baseball. I would put Acuna in the top 25. Freddie Freeman, we know, is the top. You know, guys like that. There's yeah. guys who are just obvious guys. Um, and when you go through all the obvious ones, Cody Bellinger, you know what I mean? All the, you know judge obviously like i mean this is you know trout there's so many of those guys but then you get to 20 through 450 and it's really close between a lot of the guys anyway who are the top two or three not 20 or 25 catchers tonight we're the top two two or three catchers so obviously if you can afford him you want to pay for sanchez i don't mind the Contreras pivot although with this wind and everything he's probably gonna end up with a little bit of ownership too Mm -hmm. Rio Muto is the guy you really want. Uh, nice middling price. Really love the fills here. Have no problem with going after guys like uh, Cole Hamels, even though he's a decent real-life pitcher. Um, with this game environment and this good of a patient offense, I really want to be targeting a lot of fills today. So I think Rio Muto would be my preferred guy. I think if you want the value, you you got to pick between Maley, who's probably going to have a lot more ownership than uh, 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 well, help me out, the other 2,300 guy, uh, Travis Darno. I think I would actually side with Darno a little bit over Maley, even though I think Hill's going to dominate this team. It just just because the the lefty righty split, and he could just poke one. But I, those are the two uh, way spend downs for me. I'm not really looking at any other catchers other than those guys. Yeah, it's the old binary decision once again: spin all the way up or spin all the way down, right? And like Sanchez is just banging out homers every single night, and he gets to face Dan Straley, who's been an absolute disaster. And you know, it's not the biggest sample in the world, but Straley's given up like 30 innings this year just short of three homers per nine, which is just disastrous. And a fly ball percent of 51.7%, that's the biggest in the slate. Uh, Sanchez, it's a ton of fly balls. So he's going to hit a couple of fly balls off Australia. I don't know if they're going to go out or not, but uh, he feels like a really, really strong bet if you want to play the homer game. Uh, and, I, and I agree that Contreras as a, I guess Contreras is a pivot. And then there's JT Ramuto, of course, on the other side. Um, I, I want to get one of those three. I really do. And like you said, like you're going to spend all the way down and just like say, screw it, I'll take the, zero essentially like i don't feel good about luke male uh, but you know you don't that's not the reason why you're rostering him obviously uh is that our best punt for, for tournament for tournaments i do just want to make it really clear i think it's easy i think because i think that real muto would make sense almost as a cash game type of play if, if you did want to go with a middling thing i know that's not what other people would agree with i know they need to play say sanchez or all the way down i just think that he's 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 much much better than his price tag even though it went up a little bit i actually thought it was a little bit cheaper but he's going to be 5% owned. So in tournaments, he's the one I would actually prefer ahead of the other guys. But in cash, I do think you pay for Sanchez. I guess it does make sense more to pay for Sanchez and go down. I thought Miramonte was still 3.7 for some reason. I had the wrong notes. Yeah. As far as the lineup bill, like, again, I, I have not made my cash game lineup just yet, but I'm fine if I land on Miramonte in cash in this environment. I don't want to pick on Hamels necessarily, but again, <clears throat> the weather suggests, I mean, Hamels has not been giving up a ton of five balls this year for what it's worth, but, you know, I just want to get as many bats in that game as possible and just you know, shoot for the homers. Uh, let's let's hit up first base, uh, where we can save some salary here, Bobby, if we want to. With good old Kendrys Morales against the aforementioned Dan Streely. He's bad at cleanup because uh, somebody's not that. Oh, there's no Aaron Hicks in that Yankees lineup. But there's a reason why I looked a little bit thin. And it's that Yankees lineup, by the way, not good. It's not very good, and they have a team total over six. That speaks to how it's like they're not terrible. Or they're not great, but the stink of Streely overwhelms that. Is that what's going on there? Yeah, um, it's an interesting spot because the best the best offenses tonight are both missing their best hitters. Like 
and not only their best hitters, they're both missing without question top 25 hitters in baseball, <laughs> like like Judge and Stanton. And uh, then you, on the other side, and you got Houston, who's missing Altuve and Springer, uh, two more guys unquestionably top 25 hitters in baseball. Actually, those guys you could actually probably put in the other than Stanton, probably in the top, maybe the top 10, all three of them, I think, actually. Um, oh, and yeah, I mean, I just, uh, it's a weird spot, but it's still a great spot. We have, uh, you know, you have terrible Straley, who's really just, uh, just falling apart. This fly ball pitcher thing in, in Baltimore is, I don't know, it's just like, it sounds like it's just like a horrible death trap for him. And then you've got a terrible bullpen that's worn out behind him. So it does feel like all systems go for the Yankees. I'm, I'm, they're expensive. Uh, it's hard to know like who you really want outside of Sanchez. So his ownership is going to be crazy. So I actually might take a little bit more of a standing away from the Yankees, maybe throw in one stack or something, but mostly I I don't want to go with such heavy chalk on a slate where I don't really know, like, I don't know who I really want from them individually. I know I like them as a stack, but there's not like anybody who I, who screams outside of Sanchez. Um, Flavor's crazy pricey. You know what I'm saying? It's just, yeah. Oh, and Morales. Morales is the obvious one um, at 3,500. But then we're, t- you know, here we are and taking a not, not a great hitter at one of the best positions in, in the, you know, on the, actually, it's not as good as it usually is today. So I guess Morales is the other obvious play. And I'm surprised that we only have him projected where we do. I, I think he's probably going to get more ownership than we've got him at right now. I'm not sure what he's at, but I feel like he's probably a cash game build. Well, depending, actually, yeah. no. Uh, isn't Reese Hoskins? He's yeah, Hoskins is four point one. I mean, yeah, that's egregious. Like you got to yeah. get Hoskins, don't you? Yeah, he's. I mean, I put, he's the other guy I wrote up, and that's why he's on the screen before. Like he's the other my other automatic. You know, he, these are cash plays, him and Bryant, but they're guys who I'm going to have in most of my tournaments also, just because I like them so much better than everyone else. We have a uh, Cole Irvin who's been okay so far, and is a cup of coffee in the majors. But you know, if you look he's very at very good, he hasn't been okay. He's been very good. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it depends how you look at it, I suppose. Like the, the numbers, the results have been good. Um, but as far as the, he's got a Sierra over five, uh, he's got a bad of a 214. Uh, so he, you could say he's been lucky, I suppose. Um, 40%. We, we, okay. But sometimes we just got, I, I, I really can't handle the bad of I really drives me crazy. Okay. Sometimes because a guy who, I mean, yes, things do regress to the mean and all that stuff, but some pitchers are actually pitched to weak contact. Like that actually is a skill. <laughs> And it really is annoying that we act like got anybody who just they have a low bad up against them. They're like, oh, they're just getting lucky. Nah, it doesn't just mean they're getting lucky. It doesn't always mean that. Yes, obviously it's not going to stay this low. But I'm just saying that, you know what I'm saying? Like it just it's 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 not all so slanted the way that we make it sound so simple in the DFS world. Jamino's um, telling us the refresh. You know, Jamino's always on top of this. You know, it's a it's like the weather edge. It's 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 constantly refreshing, Bobby. So maybe we have a new ownership projection for Kenny Morales. I suspect we do. I would suspect that it's coming up pretty soon. I would bet he's going to be, I mean, my guess he's going to end up in the well past 20% tonight um, at first base, which I mean, maybe not well, but like past there. Yeah. He's, he's going, he's, he's on his way up, but I do think Kendry's is going to be the most popular play. And I think it makes It's great because Hoskins is the best play and uh, he's going to have less ownership than he should. And the, the guy who's going to have less ownership than he should also is uh, Rizzo lefty and lefty there. And people are going to run away from that, but uh, please don't. Uh, he's a great tournament play for sure. And, we talked about the weather there in Chicago. So, uh, and Urban, he's a, he's, a, he's a guy who did not miss bats in the minor leagues. So I know he's been fine. And I know you're talking about uh, it's a skill to get, you know, soft contact and all that. And who was the guy year in and year out? Was it Marco Estrada would always have like a low bat? And we're like, well, this guy's due for some regression. And he mostly survived. Uh, we would kind of stat, you know, he had his moments, of course, where, you know, the homer to the fly ball ratio did not work out for him with his fly balls. But uh, he had a lot of fly balls just kind of pop ups too. 
uh, nonetheless. Uh, other first base owner we're talking about, or you kind of think you feel like you knocked them all out? Uh, no, I, I, I think Justin Smoke and Tellez are both in play, even though I like Porcello. Uh, I always prefer Tellez, and last night I went all smoky. Hmm. And uh, unfortunately, I mean, it was a lefty-lefty. It didn't make sense to play Tellez. Uh, but it was frustrating because it would have uh, would have had some really nice lineups with that with uh, with that smoke in there. But anyway, uh, tonight I think smoke is a really good play and Tellez. But I I would prefer smoke. I know he's got a good history against uh, uh, Porcello. Um, he's three point eight. He's too cheap. Uh, I, I I like those guys, but I'm not like overwhelmingly in love. Good room you could use at first base. I don't mind using him. I actually am playing playing him and Kristen Stewart a little bit today. Uh, I like you know the lefties against Urena and. I don't think they're going to be crazy popular. So, so Goodrum will have some ownership. I, I like Goodrum. You play him in the outfield, but I prefer him at first base because I, I think I like the outfield a little better than first base outside of Hoskins. <laughs> Chad's talking about me hating Sabathia because he's good at generating weak contact. Actually, that's how he survived the last few years, Sabathia. But this year, he's getting his face punched in as far as a hard hit contact at 46.4%. That's the third highest number on the slate. So uh, that's if you include the opener for Pittsburgh and Homer Bailey. Uh, so, you know, it, it, he hasn't been doing working his magic this year when it comes to that. Um, he's, again, he's, he's got that 46.4% hard hit rate, Bobby, and a 198 Babbitt, which, which translates into a 297 ERA and a 522 Sierra. Impending doom is coming for Sabathia at some point. I don't know if that's sure. Yeah. Like, and you know what, this is not the umpire you want to help to get up back on track, but. It is. I just want to point out, like, it's kind of funny. He's 7.4K against a team with a 3.7 run total. A guy who can work uh, deep into games in general, like, even though he's struggled, obviously, he hasn't been the same whatever this year. You know, the hard contact, the hard hit rate, obviously, has been crazy. But, like, he, he could get through this game. Like, I actually think he's, like, not the worst tournament play. He's got all those words. Uh, he's got the, the craftiness. He's got uh, veteran savvy. He's got guile. Like, that's all the adjective. He's got girth, too. Let's not bury the girth. Uh, it just feels like the, the total is so low. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, the Baltimore team's not uh, very good, obviously. Um, he's still positioned second base. What do you have for me? Uh, second base. Sorry, I'm just grabbing my uh, – switching my screens. because that, that, that is kind of – I don't know, man. That's a little bit interesting to me. Uh, second base. So we can do the uh, the Starlin Castro pay down. I think that's an interesting way to go. I actually like mm -hmm. that play quite a bit. I think it's a cash game as a cash game play that makes a lot of sense because the position, you know, Torres. I think you'd rather use him at. You could use him at short or here if you're going to play your Yankee stack. Um, but Castro certainly is a value guy. You could play along with him, uh, help you pay up at some other positions. Uh, I like David Bodie tonight. I you know he's batting eighth, but he's got some pop, and obviously there's always pinch hit risk, but. I'm I'm completely fine with taking that chance in tournaments. I don't mind Cesar Hernandez. Really, obviously, love that game, but those are the guys I'm looking at uh, for the most part. And honestly, I think I'm going to end up with an unhealthy amount of Castro tonight, just uh, <laughs> in the price. That's what I think that is going to happen for me as well. Because it just sort of opens things up. And again, it's not that we like Castro. It's just that we like, you know, we like the savings. And it's not a particularly strong, uh, you know, position today. I don't hate Cano uh, if you want to do something goofy in, mm -hmm. in a tournament. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's priced right. We know, you know, the vulnerability for Scherzer is lefty power. And Cano is just super, super cheap. You definitely get the discount for it. It doesn't feel like there's a big, um, you know, uh, there's, there's a, who, who you're really fading right there. Like, who's going to just go absolutely nuts at the second base position? It's not Well, Hans, Hans Alberto won the slate the other day with the two home runs. So maybe mm -hmm. he's the one we have to worry about. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Hansel is uh, so hot right now. There you go. Shout out to me. But I definitely on Fandle, I do want to point out that, that Hansel Alberto is 2,400 and leading off against Sabathia. That's a good spot. 
What do you have for me as far as shortstop? Shortstop is interesting because I really like, obviously, Baez. Um, and I think that he's going to have – like, the ownership won't be so crazy high that I'm going to avoid it. I, I really like Baez here. I think that, you know, there's always jack-in-the-bag upside for this guy and every, every time he's out there. If you're, it's for me, I'm finding myself a lot on him, a lot on Addison Russell. Again, really heavy on that game. I know it's fairly chalkish. Um, Zach Cozart is the spend down people are all going to go to. And uh, I like playing uh, as Corey Seager, as long as Corey Seager is this price, I'm going to just mash the hell out of him. I think he's back. I think he's ready to go. And we're going to start loading up on him. So Corey Seager, Scott Kingery, those are the other two guys. But uh, mostly it's pretty much the chalky guys for me. Baez was dealing with a heel for what it's worth, so I don't know if uh, maybe it's a less likely chance of him swiping a bag. And he's not somebody I think of that gets like, a lot of stolen bases either. How many can he possibly have, Baez? Am I just not aware that he steals bases at a good a good chunk? He steals bases. Uh, let me see. I don't know how many he's stolen this year so far. I'll but... set it at four for the for the year. Maybe I'm wrong. I could be Even wrong. Even if he has four, that's still a jack in the bag threat. I mean, fair enough. Third, I mean, four, four, four in modern day baseball. What does that put you? That, that puts you like. 20th, <laughs> like in the league. The Vince Coleman of today, basically. Yeah. Were you um, to remember Vince Coleman or Rock Rain? Of course. I love, of course, love Vince Coleman. Well, yeah. Didn't Vince Coleman famously throw a fire, like a firecracker in, in Dodgers uh, the, in the parking lot and like injure a bunch of people? Yeah. I don't remember the exact story because I was really young at the time, but I do remember hearing something about that. Yeah. Good job, Vince. <laughs> um, all right. What, what do you have? What else do you have for me as far as, um, so just FYI, he only has two stolen bases this year, but he stole 21 bases last year. And, you know, maybe hasn't gone as much this year because uh, he's been hitting the ball out of the ballpark so much. But uh, he's still, you know, he's still a threat to steal. He's still 20 bases. I, I would expect him to be somewhere in the teens this year, probably 20 to 20 again. Anyway. Did I skip third base? Did I do that? Did I goof? You did. You did. I, I, went, I went with it because I thought you were going to j- jump back. I thought maybe you were trying something different, but we'll, we can go back to it now. Uh, well, third base, we can reiterate, reiterate as far as Chris Bryant, what a strong play he is. You know, if you're gonna if you're gonna have a draft today for just the guys that you know bang out homers, I think Chris Bryant's got to be a top two or top three pick on the board for sure. Uh, who else do you like at third? So yeah, we we love Bryant. Uh, I don't mind playing Boti over here either, depending on how your builds go. If you're playing Castro at second base, which I have some lineups, so that's why I mention it. Uh, Brian Anderson, if you're not playing him in the outfield, I don't, I don't mind these cheap bats. Uh, I did call Brian Anderson's home run yesterday, as, as I did uh, Tyler White's first home run the previous day. So I did see that. About, feeling good about about those uh, the the wild card ones. I'll have one at the end of the show for today too. But uh, uh, the other guy I think is interesting is uh, again, I, I know I mentioned Priscilla, but I do want to mention these bats are really cheap still because they've been so terrible for uh, for Toronto. Vlad Guerrero at 4K, uh, he's going to be a guy I think I'm going to be playing pretty heavily until he gets up to 5K because I think he's elite and I don't mind taking Michael Franco, even batting eight. He's a 3,400 really, really good value play. I feel like uh, as a part of your Philly stacks. Yeah. I mean, if you're, if you're going to double down on two elite arms, that's something I always like to consider uh, when the slate tells me I can do it. Uh, Brian Anderson's one of those guys like start, you're going to hit Stalin Castro and Brian Anderson, are like building blocks. Uh, yeah. We're like, you know, uh, the other dude, what's his name? Zach Cozart. Uh, but then you can have a lot of fun. Then all of a sudden, things kind of get opened up. And Jackie, Jackie Bradley Jr. <laughs> hey, JBJ has hit two home runs in his last two games. You know how many he had prior to that? Zero. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's not good. What uh, happens? <laughs> that's baseball for you, I suppose. Uh, let's jump to the outfield. We'll do the outfield in just a second. Again, we're going to do our premium peak in just a second. Well, too. Uh, start loading up those questions. Uh, we have about 15 minutes before we step aside and get out of here and make some late for crunch time. You got one cheese is good with Rolf. 
We're also there knocking out the weather. Cheese is knocking about all the baseball stuff. Need to know if you guys are premium members, you know how that goes down. Uh, you can answer. Uh, you can ask all the questions you want. They answer as nice as possible all the way up to the lock. Break down the slate. Anything I kind of like that. Uh, any late breaking news as well too. That's how you how to pivot. Uh, give me your favorite outfielders today. So this is going to sound funny, but I think the number one play on FanDuel because of you know again we're trying to save uh, Austin Dean is minimum cost over there leading off against Daniel Norris. Uh, I've talked about a lot of Marlins on this show today, but we, you know, there's, there's reason for it. Obviously these are he actually, bunch, I think he hit several homers on it. He was just sent down. Like that's he was called up for a birdie. Who got I think he's the best hitter on their team and he just got called up. <laughs> like, I really do. Yeah, I mean, it's like being the smartest, but uh, I'm not going <laughs> to, you have somebody has to like, by default, he has to be the best hitter of that team. But yeah. Um, yeah. And he is leading off. And you say he's 2k over there. Okay. I, it's playable. Sure. Oh no, he's he's gonna he's like he's like a cash game must like I feel like he oh. makes so much sense. He's gonna I mean he's okay at least he'll be the chalk. I can just tell you this he'll be one of the chalkiest if not the chalkiest outfielder. Um, Do I have to play him? Is there a certain obligation? Like I don't. No, no, guys. I'm just telling you he's minimum cost leading off. It's a good spot. It's not a bad spot at all. You have a, a stadium upgrade, huge one in Detroit. Uh, Norris, just an average pitcher, lefty righty split. Like every just it's it's, it's it's a good spot. That's it's not like amazing. It's he's thirty he's thirty four hundred. He's I'm yeah. sorry. He's minimum. I mean, he's got eight home runs in the PCL this year and 80, 115 at bats. I know I, I saw he was banging out some homers. That's he's got a, some pops, but so does everybody in the PCL. <laughs> yeah, so that, yeah, take that for the old uh, grain of salt. Uh, besides Austin Dean, who do you like in the outfield? Um, just him. No, uh, <laughs> uh, just him and Jackie Bradley. Actually, I do think Jackie Bradley is another one of the guys you look to for savings because you're trying to, you know, pay up for some of the some of the bats uh, in New York. Um I don't. I don't mind any of the uh, Brantley. I don't mind Kemp. I actually like that a lot. Those guys a lot for my Houston stacks. I really like Houston today. We haven't talked specifically about stacks very much, but like, I think that they would be the side I would. I would. Uh, I would go with the heaviest, and, along with Philly, the Philly Chicago game. But it's it's combinations of those three teams that I'm playing in most of my lineups, and uh, so the, pretty much the fielders from those those games. Andrew McCutcheon and Bryce Harper both uh, cheap, and obviously love the spot. Everyone's going to play the Twins, and that's fine with me. I have I really like the Twins against Harvey in general. I love this Twins offense. Not as excited about it being in L.A., but obviously they've shown they can do it anywhere. So they're fine. Marwin Gonzalez batting third at 3,700. Probably going to avoid it myself because he's going to have too high ownership for tournaments, but might throw him into some, one or two things. But I think I'd prefer Kepler or Rosario in that uh, of, of the Twins outfielders. Um, I'm just looking at other guys who I've used mostly. And... Uh, I don't mind taking some shots. You mentioned earlier about uh, a guy like uh, uh, Cano against Scherzer. This is a spot where, like, I, I think you do you can take bats against some of those guys. So taking one-offs for for really cheap prices for some of those guys is fine. But mostly, it's just a part of those three stacks that I'm that I'm really using. Um, uh, Josh Reddick a lot. Uh, it's it's mostly Astros, uh, Astros, and uh, the the Chicago game. Uh, I, I feel like Minnesota's going to be kind of lost in the slate, too. You mentioned some twins there. They're not yeah. going to be lost. They're going to be popular. Are they? Yeah, Matt Harvey is not fooling anybody, and everybody's on to the twins that are being really good now. Especially, look, look at the bottom of their order. That's like the, the heart of most orders. <laughs> That's a, You know what it is? It's like they took the names for Minnesota and just put all their names in a hat and just said, that we're, this is how we're going to decide our order today, because... It can be shuffled in a very variety of ways. Like we've seen, uh, you know, Lester Tuga lead off. Now he's betting ninth tonight. We've seen, uh, you know, Scope, the mouthwash, bat two or three. Interesting lineup there for Minnesota. They, they've definitely been one of the more uh, surprising offenses this season. Like you said, 
Uh, Matt Harvey is uh, going in the other direction. Uh, all right. Becky Bradley Jr., by the way, is still, I want to point out, like, he's, he, as bad as he's been, he's not as bad as he, he's not as bad as this. So I do think you just started, you sort of keep playing him, even though he's going to have a little bit of ownership. It won't be too much, too much. He is a really, really good value option at this price. I mean, we forget, like, this guy challenged, while batting ninth, he was challenging Joe DiMaggio's, you know, uh, consecutive hits in a, a streak a couple years ago. Like, he's got enough talent, like, where he shouldn't be as cheap as he is. So I think we just keep playing guys like that. I just want to second, you know, just repeat that. His Babbitt was like 450 when he was doing that for what it's worth. But yeah, I, I do remember that streak going on. Uh, he had, no, 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 I, then. but it's still, he hit 300 for the whole season. Like it wasn't like he's, he's, a, he's a my point is he's not a guy who's going to hit 190 for the year. Let's pull up a uh, Ross weather edge, little screen share, tell people what's going on. We kind of referenced it a couple of times. If you guys aren't aware, we show it on occasion. Of course, this is a premium tool. You can get it on the cart, but if you have RG premium, it comes with it. Uh, let's see if anything has changed as far as Chicago. Let's see if it's popping. For what it's worth, by the way, in 117 games, Bobby, uh, home run suppression as far as that Scherzer versus the Grom game in a ballpark that already suppresses home runs at 19 point, negative 19.5%. Uh, total run suppressed at 14%. ERA drops at 15% as well, too. So uh, slight bump to both the pitchers there in my book. Then they're already strong plays, obviously. The, the Cubbies in 84 similar games, uh, current as far as these conditions, 47.3% jump as far as homers. 23.2% jump as far as runs, a 21.4% uh, decrease as far as the ERA. That, uh, that's kind of a big deal. Uh, I'm trying to see if there's anything else that kind of pops here as far as the weather edge. Everything's kind of sort of status quo. A uh, slight increase for homers in Detroit for what it's worth, just about 9% and a pretty big sample. Baltimore, New York, uh, 57 similar games, 13.1% jump as far as homers. Uh, and Pittsburgh, surprisingly, a bit of a jump there in 57 uh, games they have a jump as far as homers and a jump as far as runs so slight downgrade to the pitchers there according to the weather edge weather edge why am i saying v you gotta drop the v um all right and let's see i want to see something else as far as uh ownership let's see what we have i know, I know jimito said he updated it maybe some ownership maybe some uh the plate iq score as far as the top pitcher in the slate look at that max scherzer's got the biggest number by a pretty good, good margin uh and rich hill is ahead of garrett cole how about that uh, what do you think of that? Scherzer, DeGrom, Hill, Cole, your take. Yeah, I, I, I think that Rich Hill is a, is a good wildcard tournament play because he's not going to have any ownership. I, he, sh he shouldn't be in the – that shouldn't change anything. You shouldn't be playing him over those guys like in cash or anything like that it's, or having him be a staple of your tournaments, but I do think he's a good wildcard play. I, I, nothing – it doesn't change anything about my preferences. As far as the extremes for umpires today, we kind of touched on it. Extreme hitters umpire there for the Baltimore uh, Yankee game, which I guess it kind of speaks to. Maybe it speaks to the sixth total for the Yankees, of course, Australia's on our side. Uh, and the weather suggests it's a pretty positive uh, hitting conditions as well. So a couple of things point to that game maybe going over, at least on the New York side. Uh, Cole has an extreme hitters umpire too. That's probably factored in. I presume that's factored in as far as the premium score. And then Bill Miller, we've already talked about. The, uh, the, the, he's the umpire you want. He's the best umpire for pitchers in all of baseball. According to the data, Rich Hill has him. That's why Rich Hill, I would presume, would jump ahead of Cole. One of the reasons, at least. Uh, one more thing. Let's check the ownership as far as pitchers before we start loading up your questions there, guys. We'll knock out questions in the last seven or eight minutes or so. Uh, wow, Max Reed is expected a fair bit of ownership. We kind of, we talked about him. We kind of talked about him passing, and he feels like a pretty solid complimentary SP2, and I imagine Maybe the idea here, Bobby, is like somebody's going to take one of the three tops and then three just kind of like in a, a spectrum all of, all of his own. So you take one of the big three and then it's just with three, you're good to go. 
Yeah. Um, wait, sorry. What was that again? Max Freed is currently projected to have the yeah. highest ownership amongst the pitchers because, yeah. yeah, he doesn't have to compete with two other guys of similar skill set. Well, I actually do. I, no, no, and he's better than the other guys around him. But I think that's what yeah. makes guys like Porcello an interesting tournament play. That's why he's going to have no ownership. Um, just, you know, just throwing that out there. All right. Some questions here in the chat. Let's knock them out before we step aside. I think, I think D-Train's just trolling. He likes to copy and paste those questions over there from YouTube. And, uh, hey, if you're watching us on YouTube, feel free to like and subscribe. And the person who asked this question, very uh, insightful question, it just says MLB question mark. Yep. MLB. <laughs> you can like and subscribe. You know, we have all our sports. You know, there's golf and such. And I guess I don't know if it's little basketball. That's premium right now. When the basketball season kicks off, of course, we're doing that. When football season kicks off, we'll be having a, a plethora of football shows, I presume. Uh, let's scroll up and knock out these questions because I'm, I'm behind on the chat. Uh, Hanser Alberto or Starlin Castro? Uh, that's got to be a fan duel question, uh, Alberto. Uh, a Philly stack tonight? Yeah, I'm, I'm good with that. Yep. Yeah, that's a good old game stack. Uh, any ownership you can throw it on the Marlins? I have not, did not hit up the hitters as far as, I, I mean, I think Castro is going to have a fair bit of ownership just because, you know, the build suggests like he's one of the guys, one of those guys that's going to help you get there. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I agree. I don't mind mini stacking the Marlins. I don't even mind fully stacking them, to be honest with you. Uh, Let's see. So many chats that they have 100% Marlins. That can't be true. It's not even no, think, no, think about one thing though. Like, like if they get past no, that, that bullpen is trash. Like, they can they can score. They can. I mean, it's the best. It's a good situation for them. It's a better one than they've been in in a long time. Let's put it that way. If they get a DH, like, I don't know. It's not like you want to go stack. I don't mean five man, but like a three or four man. I don't think is the worst idea in the world in this fight. Somebody's asking uh, your favorite Fanduel bat at 2.4k or under. This is a good time if we still have the screen share, I could show it actually. I don't know if we still have it or not. If you, you know, you, you could just go ahead and use the slider. You use the Rotor Runners lineup page, you go to FanDuel and you go to 2.4K and it has all the guys from 2K to 2.4K highlighted so you can see your options. Do you have a favorite? I know you mentioned Austin Dean, he's 2K. Uh, Austin is he Dean. better? He's my guy. I don't know how much Kenny Dean, Dean, Bote, uh, Alberto, and Kingery are all in like. I'm looking at my mock lineups and like my first lineups on FanDuel and they're like in like all of them. I agree with all, <laughs> all those. 2400. Those guys are all worthy punts as far as I can tell. Um, <laughs> it's funny now that I'm just getting trolled by the chat. I got to actually, any Arenado? We didn't talk about Arenado. Any Arenado? I'm not playing anybody from that Colorado side. No. Kepler or Jock Jams? Jock Peterson. Kepler. I mean, favorite. I guess if, if your lineup's too chalky, you take Peterson for tournaments. But. Uh, favorite is he still getting the hook every once in a while, or not? Not as oh, much. Oh yeah, oh yeah, he is. It's so annoying. If I'm paying full price, oh, no. I, want, I, want, I want all my bats. I want five. Give me five. Less than he used to, but people also wonder why Bellinger had a second year sophomore slump and what why all these guys are slumping when they come to LA. Oop, did Bobby just freeze on us? Because of this. All right, Bobby. I believe you're back. You froze there for a second. Would you play any Tapia tonight? I don't think so. Bobby? All right, Bobby's still frozen. I will go ahead and answer these questions. If, if, uh... I'll sit there for a second. Okay, Bobby's back. Uh, any interest in Tapia on Fandle? No, not, I actually think he makes some sense. So he's cheap enough. So yeah, I would say play him. I don't have him in my lineups, but I think he makes sense. You're making one lineup tonight. Is it Rowdy Rowdy Talese or is it Smoke? I'm sorry, one Toronto lineup. Is it Smoke Monster or Rowdy Rowdy Talese? Uh, I'm gonna go with the smoke. 
Uh, Nunez versus Bote. Like, you got to take Bote, right? Yeah, Bote. Bote, for sure. Uh, yeah, it just makes sense there. Uh, <laughs> they want to know why I blackballed uh, Chop and Big T from doing the show together. No, I, won't. I want Chop and Big T. Bring it on. I hope they uh, make an appearance soon enough. I'd love to have that uh, conversation soon enough. Seeger versus Adalberto. Uh, Seeger. Okay, so like this is like what you want, like Rizzo versus Hoskins in tournaments. I think Hoskins is, is a better play, probably, but you're probably going to get a lower ownership of Rizzo. So it's just kind of, what are you angling for? Is it that that's you know they're both good plays? I don't really know how to answer that because do you want to embrace low ownership? Well, wait, what's your wait, well, you say Hoskins or Rizzo? They're totally different prices. Yeah, okay, but I'm saying who, who would you if you're going to start a lineup? You're going to start a GPP lineup. Who do you put in there? Rizzo or Hoskins? Hoskins because he's a, he's the much better play, but like it's not. I mean, I, well, he's, I think he's, anyway, I like, he's, he's, I prefer him. He's the better play. He's much cheaper and I understand he'll be chalky, but I love the Rizzo call for tournaments. I totally agree with you. I just think that my lineup is going to be different in enough ways. Like I've got pitchers that are under 5% in most of these lineups. So I'm not really that worried about it. Uh, Cozart question mark. He stinks, but like he helps you get the guys you like. Hugely. Yeah. And he's going to be, I bet he might end up being the chalkiest player on DraftKings tonight. It's actually possible on, of all hitters. He might be the highest on. Uh, thoughts on using like Scherzer and DeGrom in the same cash lineup with uh, cheap flyers like the aforementioned Cozart, Castro, and JBJ. That's what we were talking about. Uh, I have not built it yet, so I can't physically say like because I like to have all the lineups out. Like got the hour of the show, I got to figure it out. But that's something I will definitely try to make happen for cash yeah. games. Uh, and just, just to make it really hard on myself, I decided to go all the way for yeah for cash games. I think that makes sense. But I, I can I think you can do it because I did it with uh, I did it with Scherzer and with Cole. Oh yeah, I mean that. I'm, I, I, that's what I want to get, but you know, yeah. salary cap, yada yada yada. Your favorite punts on DK? Favorite punts on DK? We've got. Uh, I mentioned the the cheap uh, Marlins guys. Um, I think that that's sort of the the, the backbone of it. Uh, I think retail. This is not a punt, but I just he's he's the biggest price discrepancy. I feel like on mm -hmm. DK. I just think he's he's just way 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 too cheap. Um, but mostly it's, uh, you know, I guess it's, I guess it's Cozart. I mean, just because he's so cheap. But, yeah, I guess it's Cozart. Give me three dudes that are going to homer. So I'll give you an up, upper tier as much as I hate to go with the chalk one. I, so I won't. I won't do it. I'll, I'll go with someone else. I'm going to say – oh, no, I'm going to. I'm going to say Chris Bryant at the top. <laughs> I'm going to say in the mid-tier uh, that we're going to get a home run from – I already know my low-tier guy. Yeah, Reese Hoskins, even though he's really lower tier, but I'll take him as a mid-tier guy. And then Nico Goodrum is going to hit a home run for us. Um, and uh, he's my he's my cheaper one, cheapo. Who wins the three-game series, Raptors or Bucks? It's going to be close, uh, but I like the Bucks. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, first time in a long time where we had, like, the, the, the second and third best team is in the, in the East, right? Mm hmm I think so. Is that fair to say? Definitely is fair to say about this. Season. I don't know that it's fair to say. I think Houston could have given these teams a sh like a run. I don't yeah. know what would have happened there. So it's hard, hard to know. Yeah, it's, it's hard to say. Um, let's see. Any Joey Ricard love? Yeah. Not love? for me, but I get it. Oh, he's had a good BVP probably, yeah. They're asking about Mancini. Uh, boom, boom. Any interest in boom, boom versus Sebastian? Never, never going to say no to Mancini. He's got some legit pop for what it's worth. And I'm not sure. Did we, did we kind of brush over? Uh, stacks. I feel like I might have missed, I might have missed the stacks in the homers. So, uh, yeah, for me, it's it's Houston in the Chicago game. Obviously, the Yankees are one of the better ones, but I'm trying to I'm kind of ignoring them in favor of the other three. Yeah, the Yankees one's tricky because the weather's telling us to, to go there, and obviously the matchup's telling us to go there, and Vegas is telling us to go there with a total of what, six point seventeen team total. But like we kept 
he kept saying the names aren't particularly great. Uh, the lottery's good. The Yankees sound composing, but you don't love the names. Tegan Lemayhu leading off, fine boy. You know, it's it's just I guess you can stack them for sure, but just and it gets ugly pretty fast that lineup too. It's not particularly deep necessarily. Bobby, we got to step aside and get out of here. We got to make way for crunch time. Uh, that's cheese is good. That's broth. Give me something good before we step aside and go. Um, yeah, I think that the, the good thing is to play, play that Philly Chicago game. And I think play the lower on Philly side of it. Don't mind, uh, anybody one through eight. And I really think you want to get as much exposure to that game as possible. Thank you, Bobby. He's Bobby. I'm Dean. Uh, enjoy your baseball tonight. We're out of here. Oh.